Yes, sir. Welcome back to the three-man breakdown. It's your boy, Reg Dollar. I'm here with my two guys, Jay and Kimball. Yes, sir. And today, yes, sir. We, got, we got a little, you know, packed episode. We got the top 10 centers finishing off the top 10 uh, ranking for each position. We got the GM surveys that came out today. And we also going to be ranking the Eastern Conference, predicting the top 15 teams in the Eastern Conference, see how that goes. So, y'all ready? I'm ready. Yes, sir. Let's right. get to it. Yeah. So first things first, we gonna start off with the GM surveys. I didn't go through everything, so it's about to be a surprise to me. Everything. So every year, yeah. they have surveys where they ask all the GMs uh, questions, and then they just answer. I think it's like forty eight different questions. Questions. We probably not gonna go through all of them. Yeah, let's just pick the most interesting but ones. The first one on here, uh, which team is will win the NBA Finals? It was seventy two percent of the GMs voted on the. Brooklyn Nets, so they're heavily favored. 10, 17% in second place with the Los Angeles Lakers. The Bucks were 10% in third place. And for if you guys want to know what last year uh, voting ended up being was 81% the Lakers, and they didn't win a championship. But <laughs> I feel like this is obvious, like the top three teams. I feel like they got it right. 72% Nets, 17 yeah. Lakers, second most, and then the Bucks. Y'all got anything y'all want to talk about? No, uh, no, that's pretty accurate as far as yeah. like uh, who you think is going to win the top three this season. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the next one, this kind of where it gets interesting more. We got who will win the twenty twenty two MVP, and number one ended up being Kevin Durant with thirty seven uh, percent of the votes. Thirty three percent was Luka Doncic at two. Thirteen percent was Giannis at three. Four was Joel Embiid at seven percent, and he was also tied with uh, James Harden. So they're four and five. And then Curry ended up being 3% last year. Giannis was, had the highest with 32%. But how y'all feel about KD winning MVP this year? Y'all think he could do it? I can see it. Yeah, I, I can see it too because, like, the Nets are going to be, like, up there as one, one or two teams. I mean, KD, I, I couldn't see him having another, like, incredible season this year. I definitely can see it, especially if he stays healthy. The only thing with Word. me is y'all think Harden going to take away votes from him, though? Gonna end up taking votes cool. away from him. Uh, I feel like that's something that could happen. It could be possible because you know how, like, when Curry and Westbrook played, I know Curry and uh, KD played, they kind of canceled each other out on like MVP voting. So that's why I'm kind of concerned. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. same thing with that, and also uh, KD being healthy for the full season. Like, how much will he load manage and all that? Yeah, that's that's something you got to consider. Like start the but season off potentially playing as much. Yeah. I feel like, I'm kind of surprised that KD the favorite. Yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, I was like kind of shocked. Yeah, who's the favorite for you? I don't know who would be the favorite, but I was just not. I wouldn't say. I KD. didn't see KD coming though. Second yeah, was Luca. Luca, yeah. I could see Luca. They just had to get. They got to get home court advantage, or probably like he got to get. They got to get like a top three seed. Mm-hmm. But I could. The Mavericks couldn't win enough regular season games to fuck around and do that. So I could see the Luca one. Giannis maybe, Joel Embiid. Nah, Ooh, I don't nah. think they're going to win enough this year. His best chance is last year. Well, I still got to see because, like, I always say something and look completely ridiculous when uh, shit play out, so. Shit, it's prediction. We all be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Curry got got 3%. Does that surprise you? Yes, considering the way he played yeah. last year. Yeah. Well, That's what I'm thinking. Like I feel like Curry. Damn, I feel like Curry definitely should be way higher. You think he like, should be the favorite type shit? I'll possibly put him uh, top three. Okay, top three. That's respectable. Yeah. Like, for me, I just don't see KD winning MVP. I can see it. I'm not going to lie. I can see it. 
I think he's <laughs> player, but I don't. I feel like the Harden and like you also got Harden and Kyrie on your oh, team. Kyrie, yeah, the most valuable player, like yeah, in the league, because you got true. like all these other great players around you. I'm not saying KD not great, but it's always that narrative part. It depends on his level of play. If his level of play is so crazy, like if he averaging like damn near forty, like you can't, like, like even though that's like crazy, but like like just averaging thirty or like thirty five, some shit like that. That's kind of tough. I'm not gonna lie. That's an MVP season on a winning team, on a top three team. Yeah, but another thing, oh, Giannis could be definitely. I feel like Giannis could win MVP this year. He also could again because the odds are low key against him, even though he just. Bro, last won. year he had an amazing season. They didn't even look. Yeah, that back to back already. So I could still see him putting up like monster numbers yeah. and shit and winning MVP. And he also is actually kind of doing more on the team. And, like, and niggas still can't world. stop. Yeah, that nigga is a, yeah, yeah, a train. He's a freak. <laughs> Not only that, like, I remember we came in here and criticized him, like, earlier in the playoffs when we were watching him and all he was doing was shooting those elbow jumpers and the threes and shit. But when he knocked him down, that nigga is unguardable. Yeah, that was and it, it, and the, uh, a lot in the finals. He was hitting the jumper in the finals. In the media, they picture, like, like his, his form kind of, like, he, his elbow is, like, more tucked in type shit. Like, it was, like, a comparison or whatever. I don't know, maybe just a picture, but I don't even want to get into the jump shot comparison <laughs> shit because that, so. that shit, you already know how that goes. Yeah. All right, y'all move on to the next one. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. If you're starting a franchise today and you could sign any NBA player, in, who would it be? Number one, Luka Doncic at 43%. Okay. Number two, Giannis at 40%. And the other votes was AD, Kevin Durant, LeBron. Uh, Jokic, Zion, it didn't show the percentage. But last I year, just want to know the dickhead who said LeBron, especially now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's definitely that one gene. Rob Polika fight with LeBron. But uh, last year, Luca and uh, Giannis had 43%, so it was tied. Who'd y'all start? Y'all franchise? I think, I think I'm going to go Giannis. Yeah, I'm going to go Giannis or Luca. Yeah, for sure. AD is a good option too, but like, you would have to do to start your franchise. No, he a good option, but I, I gotta say, Giannis over AD. Yeah, no, nah, I would have to put uh, AD third, Lucas second. If that's your number one pick, I would not take AD. Well, I'll do yeah, it. I feel like yeah, I feel like it's easier to build on Giannis than AD. Like, I feel like you we know what's important, Giannis. Yeah, and Giannis, like, well, it's kinda, you can put more load on Giannis easier. too. Really? Well, AD, AD, Giannis more than AD. I think Giannis is better. Like, yeah. I don't see like what's the factor. Like, what you, what makes it easier for? Well, I mean, I, yeah, when I think about it, but I think Giannis is just a better player, and he's more available, and that's like the biggest deciding factor. But that is true, too. and that's I'm I'm gonna keep yeah. saying this till it happens. AD, he gotta he gotta be at this shit like every game. We can't see games where this nigga floating or just chilling and shit. That nigga Giannis be at niggas' throats every pause. He be at like (laughs) (laughs) he be at niggas next all all the time. Like he Mm -hmm. he relentless with it. Yeah, no, that's a fact. And until AD like proved that to be consistent, I'm definitely taking Giannis. And I'll definitely start my franchise with Giannis Mm -hmm. over AD. And I hope he's listening, nigga. (laughs) But which player? Uh, forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments. I feel like this is kind of easy. Number yeah, one, I think the first one. Wait, wait, 
we kind of disrespected AD low-key in the MVP talk because if the Lakers have a good year, he could be in the MVP talk. And we just could be. That's true. Oh, I definitely depending on how it could be yeah, dependent. Yeah, depending on how uh, healthy. Yeah, like, yeah, because if they really have like a top, like were they in like the top three seeds? Because he can last, have an MVP, uh, MVP season. Last year before AD got injured, we was the number one team. So and I was coming off the short off season and everything. And we got a new team. I feel like maybe our defense might be a little shaky if he come back like and play that that like. Defense, how OAD used to be playing, like averaging. Like, sure, I would have rolled out for finishing at least top five for MVP, though. So, yeah, that would be tough. We kind of fucked up not mentioning. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. But which player forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments? Number one was Stephen Curry with 27%. Number two, Kevin Durant, 20%. Number three, LeBron at 17%. Number four, Harden at 13%. Number five, Jokic. I ain't not Jokic. Giannis at 10%. Jokic was number six at 7%. And last year, 32% of the votes went to Harden. And now it's at 13 this year. Hmm. But I think uh, Curry is definitely number one. Yeah. Yeah. Especially on defense. Like, it don't matter what type of defense you're running. You're running through like (laughs) three screens. In the last. He could not have the ball and still be the most dangerous thing on the court. The like, word. Like, this nigga's really a great move. Crazy. I was really thinking about it earlier. Like, damn, that nigga Curry's like, he's just so good. Facts, I can't imagine, like, really. Exactly. Because you guarding the best shooter yeah. with handles, and he could get to the back. And basket. stamina. <laughs> yeah, OD stamina. Oh, you got to run around with this nigga, too. Like. <laughs> you don't got to break when he not touching the ball, either. That ass. He's just chilling. <laughs> nigga, stay look moving. one way, the nigga over there. Yeah, exactly. The from the logo. <laughs> oh, exactly. Fuck bro. that. Yeah, that's yeah. Tough, mate. We gonna have to switch yeah. on everything. <laughs> like, imagine being a coach. Like, what do you do? Like, what's your game? <laughs> you gotta switch on everything. Because you can't let oh, him go like second uh, fresh air. When Steven Adams gets switched on on that nigga, hold that. Jeff Curry time. So may I have this day? That's true. That's when you go to small ball lineup or something. I don't know. Depending on who they got in. Sometimes that's just still don't even work. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it is with Curry. But I definitely agree with this. Uh, the next one, this kind of a good one. Which players most likely have a breakout year in 2022? And the number one player was Jaron Jackson Jr. at the Memphis Grizzlies at 17%. Mm. Number two, Anthony Edwards at 13%. Number three, Michael Porter at 10%. Number four, tied at four, was Darius Garland, Keldon Johnson, John Moran, and Kevin Porter Jr. Last year, Shea Alexander and Michael Porter Jr. was at 15%. But it's kind of surprising to me that Jared Jackson got his 17. Yeah. No more spot. That is impressive. But I think it's I might go for possible it. that he could break out this year because they're going to need him to be the second guy since Valanciunas is out. And if he could step right. up to the plate and be a more consistent uh, scorer and all that, I won't rule it out. Yeah, that would be hard. But anybody else you think they probably left off or left off? Uh, uh, I was surprised. Well, I'm not surprised, but you see a. Uh, well, I mean, I guess Devin Vassell. I'm, that's what kind of caught my eye at first. But I guess, like, I could see, like, what they maybe I'd see what they mean. Wait, he's on the list? Yeah. <laughs> and Carl, like, ran this to Carl Towns. Uh, well, yeah. He barely probably got votes. So it was probably one nigga. No. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I personally, I'm, I'm going to go with Michael Porter. Wait, I'm yeah. 
Darius oh, there's Garland. Oh, yeah, you are hard on Darius Garland. He did average like 20. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I feel like Michael Porter yeah. low key already broken out already. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, why is he on the Yeah, that's true. As well as like Carl Towns. Still, well, that's you one of the jump though. Because he still hasn't made an all star team. He could turn out to be like a 25 point score and like his efficiency is already crazy. So mm-hmm. yeah. he's still my second pick would have been. Oh, Louise was it? Nah, he still got like another level to go to. MPG. Yeah, that's true. My uh, second would have been Anthony Edwards, honestly. Yeah, Anthony Edwards is a good one. Yeah. I was watching. I played. You're gonna go crazy. Yeah, that nigga. That's good. That's good to see you early. That's when you got that good big. Dunked on bi. Nah, he threw it on me. Nigga, nigga, get out the way, nigga. It's pretty. God. But nigga, throw the craziest because like they just be running like close to each other like that, and out of nowhere he just rise up. He just lift up. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that shit coming when I was watching it, but I was like, damn, he do not bounce like that. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Just rolls up mad quick off one. That's what I'm yeah. saying. But he's just so explosive, Anthony Edwards. Nigga did not get out the way either. He's he's wild for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. All right, we could go uh, through quickly a couple of these. Who was the best point guard? 57% was Curry. I don't, it should have been 100. Yeah. yeah. yeah Team was second at 17%. Luca was 13 uh, mm. niggas voted for LeBron at the three. I ain't not oh, shit, at four. They should be putting anybody in. Yeah, so. <laughs> they got seven percent. <laughs> Chris was seven. All two. right, number two. This should be a hundred percent. James Harden is a, is by far the best shooter guard in the league. No. Oh yeah, he Who's got like ass, Bradley Beal. Seventeen percent was Devin Booker. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, Bradley Beal wasn't even top three. I know James Jones voted for uh, Devin Booker. <laughs> Uh, Luka Doncic was third at 10%. Small Number one small forward, KD got the vote at 67%. Man, 67. Brown was Why? 17%. Ooh. Kawhi was 7%. And, yo, these niggas serious, bro? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's the best power forward? 63% Giannis. 27% LeBron. 27% LeBron. <laughs> niggas voted for LeBron. Niggas just want LeBron. Niggas want LeBron. They got every fucking position. Nah, I bet I see every center. Oh, okay. Niggas just voted LeBron, guy. Each position. Fuck. This nigga. That's funny as hell. Yo, niggas is in there spamming Brian, yo. <laughs> yo, <laughs> that's like, funny, bro. What the fuck? Jokic got 63% uh, as the best center. center. All right. Which team had the best overall all season? Number one was the Miami Heat. Wow, that's a Number two is the Lakers, 17%. Number three was tied with the Nets, Rockets, and the Wizards. Miami, the best overall? I don't know. I, I think I'll go LA. Damn, I'm kind of surprised. Like, Miami got this high favorites. But I could see it. Because they picked up Kyle Lowry and didn't really give yeah. him much. They gave him Goran Dragic. Uh, Precious Achua, but they also picked up PJ Tucker and got Marcus Resign Victor Depot. So I could definitely see that because that Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry is probably one of the best players out on the market. Yeah, and he was impressing. I, I think in the training, uh, whatever that shit called. The shit, first in the preseason, so. came off a screen, hit a three, and then he threw like three alleys to Bam. So that yeah, that's a good. Yeah. Song, that's gonna be a good pick and roll. Uh, yeah. Him, him and Jimmy could be a nice duel too. Actually, don't be like oh, hella active. Nigga, 
That's two dogs right there. Yeah. Especially on defense, yeah. I feel like whoever That's Miami, whoever Miami play uh, in the second round, if they play like Brooklyn or the Bucks, it's going to be a dog. They're going to get a series. That's going to be a yeah. series. And that's definitely up there from Goran Dragic, too. I say this now. Oh, that's hard. Let's sweep these niggas in like four. <laughs> nah, barring <laughs> injury, though, I really, like, I pray there's no injury. And, and Tyler, well, you said too, right? Yeah. So they got some dogs on defense. That might be a tough matchup. Yeah. So you could have a lineup with hey, Kyle, Kyle Lowry, Victor Oladipo, uh, Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, and Bam. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Six God. Six man Tyler Hero. Hey, nigga. Yo. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. They got to have the best defense in the league. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised in Miami. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. <laughs> I'm just hey, thinking yo. about that. That's a whole defense right that kind of grants them number one. Yeah. If you think hey, about I'm it. I'm talking myself yeah. into it. Yeah, you're right. Lakers are second. Yeah, because we. Yeah, that was awesome. Role players that we picked up in like two days, everybody's like, oh, who else we about to pick up? Because we had like five players in our roster. Got like Malik Monk, got Melo, got uh, Wayne Ellington. You got like all these other pieces that could fit well and also picked up Westbrook. Where? Mm, oh, yeah. Westbrook, Westbrook, Westbrook goes weak too, so. So, what was the most underrated player acquisition? Number one was Larry Nance oh, at 28%. Number two, Patty Mills, 17%. Number three, Spencer Dewey at 14%. Number four, Lonzo Ball at 10%. Number five, Kemba Walker at 7%. And the most underrated, yeah, I think they got it right with Larry Nance. I feel like that was a good pickup for Portland. Mm-hmm. That's something they needed that. Because when Nurkic and foul trouble, you could slide Larry Nance to the five, and now you got like a more versatile lineup with Covington at the four, and you still got the three guards with Norman Powell, uh, Damian Lillard, and CJ. So I do like that Larry Nance. He could play make. He just do a little bit of everything. And that nigga's active. And Patty Milson, that's that was that's a tough pickup for their bench. Well, they bench got they got scores like niggas could score from top to bottom. Like you could just come right in. And Especially when Kyrie not gonna be playing some of these games, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they nah. said he couldn't practice today in Brooklyn. Really? Yeah. yeah. So he's not gonna be able to practice at all? Uh I guess just not in Brooklyn. Wow. He's not gonna be able to play in Brooklyn if they if he don't get vaccinated. Andrew Wiggins just got vaccinated. That don't make no sense because he was at the game unvaccinated, but he wasn't playing, but he was at the game unvaccinated. Who? Kyrie. What game? What? Uh, when they played in the preseason. Oh, that was in LA, though. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, okay. The only roses like that is for uh, Golden State and, well, for Brooklyn and Oakland or San Francisco, whatever the fuck they playing. Oh, okay. I see. All right. Which team would be most improved? Number one was the Chicago Bulls at 27%. Number two, the Golden State Warriors at 13 the Lakers also tied at two with 13. The Hornets uh, had 10%. And the Pelicans and Raptors had 7%. And the Bulls, I'll say, yeah. I agree 100%. Oh. Yeah. Only got something right. Yeah. <laughs> Who will be rookie of the year? 47% of the GMs voted for Jalen Green. Oh. 40% was... Kay Cunningham, 7% was uh, Jalen Suggs. And last year, LaMelo got 39%. He won. And Jalen Green could win rookie. 
don't know. Yeah. I, I see a lot of people expecting him to have like 20. Off I don't think he's average 20. But. Yeah, I, don't, I see people. I'm like, eh. I think people are expecting him to average a lot of points. Like, I could just, like, yeah. I can see people being, like, really uh, unimpressed when he comes out and, like, just drops, like, 12 points or something small like that. I think the Rockets, I could see him lighting up, though. He but maybe, gotta, like, he definitely gonna have his games where he lighted up, but I don't think 20 is kind of like a, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, pushing it. 20 last year. Yeah, that's true. And the only niggas that come out on average 20 as like a rookie at like as young as him is Luca, Melo, LeBron. So like yeah. That's the kind of high expectations. And you also got other scorers on the team, like Christian Wood. He averaged like 20 last year. And oh yeah, he did. Kevin Porter Jr. could be taking shots. You still got Eric, Eric Gordon on the team. But Jalen Green definitely got the opportunity. I'll say like 17, like a good range for him right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good spot. And who'll be which rookie would be the best player in five years? Number Ooh. one was Evan Mobley at 33%. 33%. Number two, Kay Cunningham at 30 Number three, Jalen Green at 23%. Number four, Jalen Suggs at 10%. Who the fuck? Damn, Mitchell. Damian Mitchell. <laughs> they got it on five, 3%. Damn, Ben Simmons has 70% probably. Yeah, nah, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's wild. Old, ben Simmons had, damn. Last year, Wiseman, 36%. But that's a high-ass number. I feel like right now you could argue like four four or five, four, probably like four players being better than Ben Simmons in that class. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> that's crazy. Damn, Ben. That says a lot. Damn. I mean, it's not over yet, but at, like, at this point, like, damn. Wiseman was yeah, 36%. But I'm kind of surprised Evan Moby got this high. Before. I agree. I definitely wouldn't yeah. think. Like, I'll probably say like Kate. Kate, yeah, I don't know. Cause I'll, I'll definitely be surprised. Like if we look back five years from now, Evan Mobley's the best out of like Kate and Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like Kate and Jalen Green got superstar potential. In fact, I think people are expecting some Anthony Davis type of growth out of Evan Mobley. I gotta see that. I'm not. I don't, I gotta see more scoring from. Him. Yeah, I agree. yeah, that is true. And I want to see him add a little, just and a little shot, more like too. the weight. Yeah, I got to see how it's consistent and shot and, like, the situation, too. Yeah, Cleveland, all the bigs there. Yeah, how is he going to do, like, considering the fact that he's, like, uh, ridiculously smaller than a lot of the centers in the league? He's a guard for us. Okay. All right, I can see that. But he's, there's going to be, like, a situation where he's going to have to Yeah, where he's, back, he's like, being backed down by got, fucking beat or something. You got Jared Allen and card the fives. Hmm. But he could guard like probably like in a second unit. He could probably like guard fives, like backup fives, because you still got like niggas like Montrez Harrell like coming off the bench, yeah. like a backup five. That's right. And just like, and you're not gonna see Joel Embiid coming off the bench like at you. Yeah, that is true. But if you do gotta guard Joel Embiid or Jokic, yeah. But it's like that for almost every other player. <laughs> you gotta guard them in the post. Uh, is there anything else? Who's the best defensive player in the league? 47% voted on Giannis. 17% was Gobert. 3% was tied between Drew Holiday and Kawhi Leonard. I don't got no Giannis to me. Yeah, he probably the best defender. Best perimeter defender ended up being Drew Holiday at 30, uh, 50%. Oh, Simmons, 17. 
Uh, best interior was Gobert at 77%. Most versatile was Giannis at 40%. Best defensive team is the Bucks at 40%. <clears throat> Oh, he got 7%. LA, 10%. Utah, 33%. A second. Actually, just think about it. Miami, they could be top three. Because I could see the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, like. Or the Jazz being number one in defense. But they definitely could be like top five. I'll say. The best yeah. NBA coach was Eric Spolstra. 55%. And he won it last year. Oh, yeah, 46%. Monty Williams got 17% of the votes. Quinn Snyder, 14%. Uh, Greg Popovich, 10%. And whoever the Bucks GM and voted for Mike Bruno is there for that. Don't share him. Yeah. Nigga said Mike Bruno. This is an interesting one, right? Which one? Uh, which head coach is the... Is the best manager motivator of the people. Uh, Monty Williams had 50%. Uh, Steve Kerr had 10%. Tyron Lue had 10%. Popovich had 10%. And Eric Sporcher had 10%. Last year, Eric Sporcher had 32%. Monty had number one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one, not surprising to me. Which head coach makes the best in-game adjustments is Tyron Lue at 37%. They say. You kind of just saw it in the playoffs. They went down too well. It looked like it was going to be over. There were so many games, and, like, there were so much times where he just knew, like, the lineups to, like, plug in, like, when Luke Kennard is going to play, because there was some times where he was going to play. Yeah. But sometimes you could plug in Luke Kennard, and he just gives you offense. Or when to play, play, uh, play Terrence Mann and all that, and when to go small ball like they did against the Jazz. There was so much things that you could test for uh, Tyron Lue. Watch out to Tyron. Which team is gonna be the most fun to watch? Who y'all think will be number one? The Rockets, probably. I feel like the Rockets going or the Hornets, like those young oh, yeah. teams. The number one is the Nets. Okay, yeah. Well, no, like the big teams. I feel like, but I feel like the most fun teams are the teams that get out and run and like have a lot of offense. I'm not, the Nets is from they gotta be number one, but you got KD, Harden, and Kyrie. Yeah, that's, that's somebody ankles. Yeah, that your bench. <laughs> nigga, and then nigga, that nigga Cam Thomas is different too. Off the bench, see some fun shit. Number two is the Warriors, just off Curry and Clay coming back this year. Uh, number three is the Hawks. You got Trey Young, John Collins, and Cam Reddish. Damn. <laughs> the Hornets. You got Lamelo. Damn. Never seen, no, never thought a day, what's it called? The Hornets would be one of the most exciting teams to watch. Right. <laughs> Number five, Dallas. Dallas is not fun to watch. They're not fun to watch. It's just all Luka just, he just playing like a, a hard and light offense kind of. Right. That's just not fun to watch. Especially like, that niggas, yeah, the whole thing, when niggas like Tim Hardaway Jr. not having a good night either, that shit is really terrible to watch. I ain't trying to watch <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Yo. Dwight Powell, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Which team has the most promising young core? 50 percent mm. ended up being the Hawks. Number two was the Rockets at ten percent. Number three was tied with the Celtics. 
Grizzlies and Pelicans and the Suns. And Suns. I got Actually, no one was that uh, is being number two. Um, uh, I agree with that. I like it though. I ain't mad because if I and I feel like there's a lot of players that can end up being pretty decent, pretty good on their team. So. Yeah, even if they're not still on the Rockets, I feel like they're like they have like all of the players on there have potential to do things in their career. Yeah. I don't know if I'll put them too though. Who you got over them? Because who the Grizzlies? The Suns just made it to the NBA Finals. Yeah, we could put the Suns. They got Mikel Bridges, DeAndre, and and Devin Booker, and they all proven guys. But they all teeter in the point of like becoming vets type shit. It's about to be Aiden's fourth year. He's still like 23 years old. Mm-hmm. And Mikel Bridges, same thing with him. He it's about to be his fourth year. So I feel like they more proven guys. And you know you can get out of them. Mm-hmm. And the Rockets is like you fully don't know. Well, like how good Kevin Porter is, like especially to this point. But I guess you could make a case for it. And the Celtics, just off Tatum and Brown. Yeah. yeah or even, that, if, or even if you want to consider the Pelicans, all Zion and Bi, and you also got like Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Trey Murphy, all those niggas. Last year, I don't know. Uh, the Pelicans is at forty one percent. Speaking of double, who was the most athletic player in the league? It was Zion that's twenty one? I mean twenty seven percent. Yeah, I was about to say Zion. Zion was at twenty seven percent. Giannis at twenty. Damn, who's more athletic between Giannis and Zion? They like they athleticism is both different. Zion. I think Zion because I think Zion has like more like, uh, out there, like torque type shit. I feel like yeah, but Giannis he can move like laterally. quick twitch. He can he can do yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they both like af- like athletic in their own type of way. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like like the way like Zion more like freak athleticism. Like yeah, where like like Zion that's of course like explosive. Yeah, like Zion that nigga be dunking OD. Like you, you can tell like he OD. I, I want to say it like this like. I would say like Zion is like a fluid, like a crazy athlete, and like Giannis. No, I don't want to say Giannis is a stiff, like crazy athlete, but like, like I feel like Zion could do more, like, like he got more to it. He's just more mobile. I feel like, yeah. Like I feel like he moves, like he cut corners I mean, quicker. Low key shit, like teetering around the same weight, right? Because yeah. Giannis is Giannis. I mean, Zion way more than Giannis. Yeah, Zion is way more. And I feel like I feel you got that too. Zion at like two eighty four. Oh my god, no, that's what did. Giannis around like yeah, two like fifty or so. Damn, that's od. Because the only player uh, last, going into last year, I was uh, way more than Zion was. Oh, Jared Dudley. Nah, Bobon. <laughs> yeah, big ass nigga. I think it's a Jared Dudley. <laughs> nah, I was when I hear this thing, I was like, this nigga gonna say Jared Dudley. <laughs> That nigga fat as hell. He big fat. <laughs> Either him or uh... I thought I saw that nigga eating a honey bun on the bench one day. You <laughs> definitely did. <laughs> did. That's funny as hell. Nigga been bigger every two K. He look like that. Him and uh, Boris D out. Them niggas used to be dumb fat. <laughs> now you know Boris. D, he used to be skinny back in the day. When yeah, was... nigga, about bro. I think they said that nigga like. He had like a forty inch vertical off vert or some shit. I don't know, nigga. Must it's, it's like yeah, nigga. Like this nigga was like had surgery or some shit, and like he just started gaining weight or some shit. Yeah, like that. Like, it was some story I heard. Get the, uh, the rich nigga diet. 
Because I'm gonna all the croissants. I get a bag, I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I said, I'm probably gonna get fat when I get a bag, I ain't gonna hold you. I'm eating crazy every night. <laughs> I don't think there's much more to talk about this from this. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. we good off that. Yeah. What was the next thing we about to get into? NBA preseason. 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 All right. So let me Ooh, sure. the games refresh my memory. I know the first game last night was the 76ers and Raptors, and Scotty Barnes looked impressive. Yo, that nigga yeah, is point guard. It was. Yeah, he definitely probably be playing point or something. That nigga point guard dog. He, 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 not, he not in the position. His position is basketball. Yeah. He's he's basketball he looked good. Yeah. But the Raptors, they was active defensively, and they just got so much length, like so much wings. Like I think it was one lineup where it was like Scotty Barnes, uh, I think Chris Boucher, Yuta Watanabe. What's this? Uh, Delano Benton, that rookie. Other oh, yeah, he's another big point guard. And they had someone else that was, oh, Precious Achua. And it was just, like, all, like, niggas at, like, 6'7 to 6'9. Active It was niggas. just so long <laughs> and just active and playing in passing lanes. But Scotty Barnes is just doing a little bit of everything. And I feel like that's what you're going to be seeing from this year. Where, he had 13-9-6. Oh, my fault. Uh, OG Nobi, he looked pretty good. I only watched, like, a little bit of the game. I think only, like, the first half. And then I started watching the Celtics and Magic. But going to the Celtics and Magic game, y'all watch any games last night? Uh, uh, I was at work, so I was like just yeah. glancing at the TV here and there. So. I came home and saw like a little bit of like the nugget. Like I was kind of streamed that shit. Like it was like the one of the ones you sent, and like the like, Nuggets kind of. I seen that nigga Nashawn. Yeah, Bones, Highland. Yeah, yeah. Like, he liked that. He liked that. He had nineteen. Yeah, four rebounds. He's very tough. I'm not gonna lie. I was like he was just like, like he plays like his own way type shit. Like I don't know nobody who play like this nigga or move like him. Like kind of unorthodox. Like he, yeah, he's yeah. Going to be taking a lot of layups because he's skinny and shit. But he take a good amount of layups. He got a floater package, which is, it looks different. Uh, what else? He can't hit the three. He can stroke the three very well from he deep got range. Yeah, yeah. He was pulling shit. Yo, hi. That's what Josh Giddy. Who? Josh Giddy, y'all saw his game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, that nigga. Yeah. Nah, I didn't see it, but I saw his highlights. Yo, that nigga. Like 19 or 17, yeah, something like that? Yeah, he had, he had 18, 7, and 3 assists in 29 yeah, minutes. Tough. Yeah. He was just like diamond shit, just like. Um, just hella active. Josh, the other Josh, Josh Primo, he had a good debut as well. I, oh, think, yeah. I think he had maybe like, uh, I think he had 18 points, or I might be wrong again, to be honest. I'm just freestyling at this point. But uh, I, mean, I could give you the numbers uh, of the rookies' preseason debuts. Yeah, go ahead. Trey Murphy had the most. He had, oh, he had a great points game. on six made, six made threes. James Booknight had 20 points on 7 to 12 shooting. Bones had 19 on 8 to 13. Josh Primo had 17 points on eight shots. Josh Giddy had 18 points, seven rebounds, and three assists on 8 to 12 shooting. Scotty Barnes had 13 points, nine rebounds, six assists, two steals, and two blocks. Filling the stat sheets. Yeah, OD. No, that's really OD. Uh, Justin or Julian Champagne? Which one is it? Uh, I think Julian. Damn, which one went to Pitt? Which one went to uh, St. John's? I believe Justin. Back? No, I think Justin. I think, Justin. I think that's Julian. Because I felt like I remember it was Justin Pen- Champagne that the, uh, Duke played. Oh, one, of these way, nigga. one of those <laughs> has 17 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals. I think they played for the Raptors. Jared Butler has 16 points. I oh, I don't watch that. 
That's good, though. Yeah, uh, I think this is Aaron Wiggins. He had 12 points in seven minutes. And Delano Payton, or Betton, I don't know how to fucking say his last name. He had six points, five rebounds, four assists, one steal, and two blocks. So that's a good debut for some of these rookies, especially in – it's only preseason. They showed that they kind of belong on the court. Yeah, I agree. That they could hook. It looks good. So it's a good sign for them. Who plays today? Uh, the Pacers play the, the Knicks. I know that. Do the Pistons or Rockets play? The Rockets play the Wizards. I think the starting five they announced was Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, and uh, Daniel Tice at the five. Nah, y'all trying to come through a watch there. Uh, so we go watch that after this. Best, uh, best, oh, the Cavs and Bulls play uh, at the same time. Oh, word. And on TNT, the Bucks and Grizzlies play. I'm probably not going to watch that. Yeah, because that's Giannis ain't playing. Jabberant probably not gonna be yeah. playing. Ain't no, no, I need to see for those. exactly. But uh, the other game that I watched was a it was like second half of the Magic and Celtics game. Mo Bamba played good for real. Man, Wendell Carter. That's good to Mo see. Mo Bamba had a double double. He had thirteen and ten in like four blocks. That's good to see. Early. Hey, Mo. He was who? Oh, that nigga was pulling shit. But uh, he was deep I want to say he who, but like that nigga, he had like, he had, like moments. Threes. And he was yeah. playing good on defense. He had like a block on uh Jason Tatum in transition. Yeah. I think that was awesome. Brown too. Okay. And Wendell Carter had ten and eight. It was a good game for him. Yo, why do I feel like these young niggas are developing so fast? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I well, understand that they work in their game continuously, but like seeing niggas like Jalen Green, I remember in high school I used to think like, but like he's nice, but. I don't know if he could shoot the three consistently. Yeah. Like I was like, like the Washington Browns. Shot. And then uh, I don't know if his handles is like that. Now that nigga got the rope. I'm like, yo, like it's crazy how fast these niggas like right. transform into NBA players that quickly. Niggas be in the gym. And then they get to that, like, even Brandon Boston. Like he had 12 points or whatever. Boy, or he, to, yeah, he was looking uh, up to Kentucky. He didn't even look like the same player that was that went to Kentucky. He looked nice. Like he looked like he was locked in and he started. I know that's not like probably gonna be the case in the Regular season, but he started and he did perfect. Like he, he played fine, especially with like crazy expectations. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, was there any other games I watched? Oh, the Timberwolves in the first half, they was just turning turning over the Pelicans every single play. It was I think the Pelicans had like fourteen turnovers. Like everybody was in the passing lanes. Like Josh Okogie was getting into, and like teams gonna be they gonna be annoyed at having to go against Josh Okogie and Patrick Belby on the same court. Because those yeah, two niggas get into. You. And then you also got uh, Anthony Edwards is active in the passing lanes. I was talking to I think yeah, he was that earlier. And Jared Vanderbilt is also he a solid defender. Uh, Jaden McDaniels uh, had a lot of good flashes on defense, and if Cat is pretty solid, then the Timberwolves if they if they as active as they were yes yesterday it's only Dane one of the preseason, so we'll see how long that keeps up. They could be a playing team. I'm not gonna lie, I've been seeing like good vibes coming from the Timberwolves. Like everybody seems healthy. Cat's getting back to being Cat. Yeah, D'Lo was also hooping. So. Yeah, D'Lo like he looks good, and I. I got to show you this video, bro. Hold on. I know it's like in the middle of the podcast, but you got to see this shit. It's about how D-Lo fooled the entire NBA. And I think he might have a breakout season this year, bro. Oh, 
I think I saw I saw the video, but I just didn't watch it because I didn't really care. <laughs> bro, you gotta watch it. Good ass video. It's a good ass video. And he really might, he really might be. He might be like that. I'm not talking about like superstar, superstar, but he might be a star. Even though he already is, but like he just might play it the same way he was playing like on that Brooklyn Nets team. What this year? Yeah. He I can gotta see stay it. healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if he does. I agree. That is one thing. I feel that, like he's done. he's capable of being that player, but he just hasn't like him and Kat has barely played like any games. I feel like they've been on the team for like two years. Two now. years, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they can play everything together and then Kat and D can play together well with the addition of Anthony Edwards. The only thing is scary is that that defense might not be up. It might not be as good as the party they were last night, but it could be. At least just be average. Mm-hmm. Don't be in the top, like the bottom ten. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> definitely got like the talent to like pressure niggas on defense and get out and run. To especially the only thing is just probably like, Kai is not the best run protector, but he's a solid one. And they yeah. back up big. It's probably like Nas Reed. I think. Oh, yeah. Five, oh so. yeah, that might get ugly. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, that's the only problem like I have about the Timberwolves defense. But that was a good sign that like I saw from. The, How did Nas Reed do yesterday? Uh, I think he had like. They had like double digit points, I think. Yeah, 13. From what okay. I think. He was playing good. Good for Jersey, okay. Yeah, he out there hooping. Oh, Nikhil, I was at the Walker hoop, bro. Oh, yeah. What is that? I'm a good season. Yeah, 22 bro. off the bench. And, like, they brought him off the bench, I feel like, probably just to see, like, how he does just carrying the load and, like, mm-hmm. the second unit. He was hooping because. Everybody else is like playing bad, but it was just one stretch. He was just getting to it. Like he could take you off the dribble, and then he could also create his own shot. He got like he's just mad crafty, mm-hmm. and I feel like he could end up starting if he doesn't start for the Pelicans. He'll probably like close out games. I can see that, and he's he could be a breakout player this year. Don't sleep on him. Word. I don't remember when I first saw this nigga. I didn't think he was about to be out. <laughs> I think shit, I, yeah, I get lost. You was blowing my shit the first time. Yeah, we was watching that shit. I was like, yo, this nigga just pulling shit. But nah, he could hoop. I'll give it to him. He definitely earned my respect over like watching that nigga. Yeah, that nigga's tough. Cause I think it was last year, like early on in the season, he gave the Clippers like 36. And it was like, well, I do remember. Yeah, it was. When he starts, I think I was looking at his stats. When he starts, he averages like 19 points a game. But it's probably not gonna be as as high playing like beyond Zion, but like if he could be like they probably like third or fourth scoring on any, like any given night, depending on like Valentunas, that's a big pickup. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, was there any other games that I watched? I watched the Warriors and Trailblazers. And speaking about breakout candidates, Jordan Poole. Yo, yeah, I nigga yeah. Was talking. He was in the. He uh-huh. had to be in the gym with Curry all yeah. <laughs> all summer. I wouldn't be surprised, bro. That nigga had like two deep ass threes. I'm like, hey, yo, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he be off the dribble with it too, like, like, like he could really create like, a shot. I, Curry just passed him. That nigga shot up from the hash mark. Like he was, like he's that nigga. And, yeah. like, that nigga no hesitation or no like, nothing. Hey, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's like that now. It was like one time he took a nigga off the dribble and shot like a floater and got like a mean ass and one. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah that's how you that come in this season. Is Clay in uh, warm ups or whatever? Yeah. Is he at least doing that? Nah, he's. I don't think he's warming up. How but, long? Oh, we're we not probably gonna see him until like what Thanksgiving? Nah, probably like after December. Damn. I think they probably said. Probably, I think that it was around like January. But, yeah, so they gotta get off to a hot start then. I think they could be fine without Clay, especially if Jordan Poole step up. Yeah, 
So you still got because it would be. No, but I was saying like to take them over the hump. If Clay come back and he is like at least like seventy percent of what Clay used to be, they can use that. James Wiseman isn't back yet. That's one thing for the Warriors. That's what Y'all think Nazi Loto could break out this year? Um, defensively, uh, wise, I yeah, I can see him. Yeah, like, I don't see him going crazy with like the numbers, but I see him being like an impactful, like you saw the bench. Bro, that nigga was not on shit yesterday. For real? For real? He he played twenty four, and it is that's. It's, 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 option too. it's just preseason, but he had like three points on one and nine shooting. And yeah, oh god, turnover, but. damn, turnover. Like, even I, if it's preseason, like, nah, it's the first game. He's supposed to at least come out with some type of energy. God. Yeah, and they just uh picked up his contract too, like recently. Oh, yeah, they had to though, but that's just a, yeah, that was obvious. It was god problem, damn, but. five turnovers. That nigga was just, he's gonna see a ghost yeah, out there. But you know why? He's not even like a ball anymore. Like How the fuck you turn that? Yeah, right. Turn that shit over. <laughs> Matching that shit for him. He just. I don't know. He wasn't doing shit out there. I don't know. I, like I like the basis of like his game, like what it could be. But I mean, it's well, it's just not producing now. But hopefully, it's not like another like Stanley Johnson type. Type of <laughs> hope not, nigga. That's what he is. Man. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. He worse. He worse than Stanley Johnson. No, nah, yeah, Stanley Johnson didn't have like OD gas. Nah, Stanley Johnson at least. Nah, he was yeah, but he had he had like uh he had like a couple like some moments. There's not been a stretch where he's like, oh now he's a little high. I'm not even trying to disrespect this nigga, but like he just hasn't been all the time, most of the times I've seen him on the court, he don't look like that big player. At least Stanley Johnson had his flashes. Yeah, I remember those niggas gassing the LeBron shit, <laughs> and even just like off like his like what he was doing in college too. So, man, that's tough. So that's all I really got for preseason. That was only the Lakers played on uh, Sunday. I didn't get to watch it, but Malik Monk, Malik Monk was soft in it. Nah, he was. Uh, yeah, no, nah, we'll probably have more preseason talk next week because yeah. there'll be more yeah. games played. Yeah, for sure. And shout out to Pal Gasol. He announces retirement. Oh, yeah. Lakers legend. Was one of my favorite power forward. He one of my favorite players ever, bro. Yeah, yeah, you really was a Pal Gasol. Yeah, I, that was my <laughs> God, bro. He, that nigga saved us. Nigga he really saved us. Because if that nigga didn't come to L.A., Kobe could have fucked around, been gone. And just like, even when he came, like the connection between him and Kobe, like the duo, yeah, like perfect. Perfect. Yeah, right there. And they had like so much chemistry together. And I thanked him for game seven. (laughs) So much clutch moments. He was going at Kevin Garnett. He was going at Kevin Garnett after. You know, he looked a little soft in 2008, but... Yeah, that, was, uh, that was the rumor. And he got his redemption. And he just came out so clutch. I remember that tough-ass bucket he had over, like, Paul Pierce, like, uh, Kevin Garnett with, like, a minute and 24 left to put us up six. Balgasol, Lakers legend. His jersey about to hang up right next to Kobe's. And that's definitely... I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's hard. 
Put that man. Yeah, definitely. That's all I got about that. That's all I gotta say about the goal. All right, shout out to Parker Saw. Facts. Former number three pick. Hey, I always go to that nigga Paul Gasol. You remember that shit? I don't know if you remember. Like back then, back then. I used to go to that nigga Paul Gasol too. <laughs> Just put that out there. Fuck, nigga. You thought, I, I, nah, I really thought his name was Paul Gasol though. Yeah, like I ain't like I ain't know nobody name Paul. The hell the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you told this nigga how to spell his name up. Nah, nigga, <laughs> 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 So is there anything else y'all want to talk about before we go into the top 10 centers? Let's hop right into it. I say that. All right, top 10 centers. This shit was, this shit was hard for me. Yeah, this shit was so hard this for me, nigga. Especially with AD, like, being included in this shit. Like, I, the niggas I have to leave AD, off and think know. about. Was AD? Oh, did, did you say Because I don't know if I, that's our bitch, because uh, I remember, like, I Wait, think he's the top 10 up. power forwards? Nah, okay. Cause, cause remember we took, yeah, took him up. All right, so I'll just change my list right now. Damn, like this shit hard. I don't know. My shit might sound weird. <laughs> a little. I got a couple honorable mentions just right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, the players I left off my list was Jonas Valanciunas. Left Christian Wood off my list. Yeah, I left him off too. That was hard. And I left Miles Turner off my list. Yeah, me too. Yep. So, with that being said, my number 10 is Clint Capella. Ooh, okay, okay. Clint Capella, best rebounder in the league, unless you want to probably yeah. uh, count Andre Drummond. But he led the league in rebounds this year. Just a great live threat. Just does everything that you don't really need to, like, give him touches. He always got to, like, find a way and just hustle and play defense. And he was one of the reasons why, like, the Hawks' defense was afloat, like, throughout, like, the whole season. Because he was just anchoring in the middle. So, that's why I put Clint Capella. That's my number, number 10 big. Uh, I joined on Tunis. Okay, okay. That's okay. not a bad thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't It was hard to leave him off the rest of the When I look at the numbers and just what he did, like, on, on the Grizzlies, and, like, how the Grizzlies are really going to miss, like, that type of, like, production, like, that's going to be, like, tough. And he averaged, like, what? He, I think he averaged around, like, 20 and, like, 10, I think. Valentunas, so. Oh, 17 and 12. So, that's still, uh, that's still good. So, I think he's still going to come in and still be a top 10 center this upcoming season. Okay, me. How do you go number 10 with Jared Allen? I just feel like you can't go wrong with a guy like this. He does what all three oh. teams in the NBA need him to do. Like, he he averages down there a double-double. He elite score or elite or around the rim score, elite post defender. I just feel like he's a he's a guy. He has to be in the top 10 for me. I, I, didn't, I, I was struggling on whether I should put um, – Christian Wood over him, but I, ultimately I was like, nah, I'm going to go Jared Allen. To me, he wasn't He wasn't in my consideration, Jared Allen. For real? Yeah. Why? He a good center, but I feel like there's just so many other players that's just better than him. Like, Miles Turner has more of a case to me than Jared Allen. For real? Yeah. Because Miles Turner, he a better defender. And he, he could shoot. Right, I'll give you the shot thing with a better defender. He finished top three in defense player. Dude. For real? This year? This year? Top five. Well, 
and I feel like Christian Wood is also a better player than uh, Jared Allen to me. Does more offensively. He does some defense a little. Yeah. So I think uh, Christian Wood is probably better. And Valentino is another nigga that make my list. So Jared yeah. Allen probably would have been my top 15. But number nine, who do I have at nine? All right, Clint Capella. I got Chris Stapps Porzingis at number nine. Oh, for that is it? Damn. Oh, okay. okay. Mm. I know everybody's down on Porzingis, but um, he could still hoop. Uh, he giving you 20, yeah, that's true. He, he giving you twenty and nine, a good floor spacer. Shooting, he shot like thirty eight percent. The playoffs wasn't that good, but I feel like it was just a. They just weren't using him enough, and you just actually just be a spot up shooter, and that kind of just impacted him. I feel like Chris Dallas is still a top 10 big. I feel like he might have a breakout. Well, not a breakout year. A bounce back year. And, yeah, I don't really got much to say about that. I'll put it back on. I feel like that's a solid spot for him. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I could see him in the top 10. I had uh, Clint Capella, though, uh, number nine. I think uh, this way, but Trey Young just continue, is always going to help his case. And, like, especially coming off of the play. Like you said, he's the best rebounder in the league. Uh, and he's just blocking the shot. And he's, you know, still giving you, like, 15. And he shoots a high percentage from the floor. So, I feel like he's a very useful player. And, like, out of everybody, I think I'll, I think I'm comfortable putting him at number nine. Okay. I got Alan Chunis at number nine. And I feel like he does a little bit of everything as well. But he's more, like, uh, offensively uh, verse. And I feel like, although it's a little confusing as to why they signed him in uh, – New Orleans, I feel like that actually might work out. Or, yeah, trade. But um, I feel like that actually might work out in the long run. Like, that that might help take pressure off of Zion. And it might be – I feel like that might that might be good, especially with him and B.I. on the pick and roll and shit like that. I, I like it. So, yeah, that was num- my number nine. Number eight, I got – I got DeAndre. Yeah, I got DeAndre. Number At first, eight. he was higher on my list. When I made it like two weeks ago, and I'm like, damn, nah, I don't know about this. But DeAndre ain't one of the best young bigs. He probably is actually never mind. I saw Bam and Cat. I'm about to say he probably is like the best young big. But he one of the best young. <laughs> Yo, that was hard. Uh, it gives you around like probably like I don't know. He had last year probably like seven. I believe like but he and like you, ten. He's capable be a twenty and ten big. He for sure double yeah. double. And his defense, dog. his defense improved tremendously. As I always probably attest to this is what he put how he played defense on AD and Jokic, two of the best big men. So yeah. number eight is a good spot for him. And this season I won't be surprised if he probably climbs up a few spots. Yeah, right. DeAndre as well, number eight. So you already explained him. <laughs> uh for me at number eight, I put Clint Capella. And although he's twenty seven, he entered like the second leg of his career and he did really good in uh Atlanta. So I feel like he could pick up that, and especially with the pace they're playing at and how how much Trey Young uses pick and rolls and like him on defense as well. I feel like he'll be able to have a nice like, couple, four or five years. All right. uh, my number seven is. I have Vucevic. <laughs> I got Vucevic at number seven. Uh, yeah. I Vucevic at number seven. That nigga's so deep, bro. I ain't gonna lie. So he's been carrying the Orlando Magic for, <laughs> for a minute. 
<laughs> like if you look at this thing off the stats alone too, like that's really ridiculous. That shit he yeah, put I think up. last year he put up like monster numbers. He had like a career. Yeah. Year. 23 and uh, 12, yeah, 24, 4 assists. 12 rebounds, 4 assists. And he shot the 3 at 40%. So he gives you everything that you kind of need for a big man other than the defense. I mean, that's kind of important for the big man spot. But Vucevic, like offensively, he does. He just checks off all the boxes. Yeah. I agree. I'm excited to see him this year. I feel like low-key, his offensive numbers might dip just a little bit. But – um. Well, yeah, because now yeah. you got Demar. I didn't Demar Derozan. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Efficiency wise, he might be able to uh, stay around the same. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Number six, I got Rudy. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I would go there. Oh, what you said? What happened? No, I was saying my back because I, I forgot that he was about to explain why. I was just saying who I had. No. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I got Rudy. Number six, defensive player of the year. One of the most impactful regular season defenders. That probably the advanced stats attest to. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll be as respectful as possible without being disrespectful. (laughs) He he great. He great defensively. And uh, he gets a little too much flack. You got I I gotta be like to what if you gonna honor that a little. One thing I gotta hold back. I can't blame everything that happened to him in that Clippers series and like uh, how he was getting violated because no, it's not. The niggas is gonna be kind of not his fault because everybody's just getting blown by. Like, yeah, like niggas just blown niggas. by Joe Ingles, all this nigga, and now well, he, got, last line and he, defense, got a, yeah. he got to step up. But that's when like Terrence Mann was in the corner, so there's only like so much you could do. Mm-hmm. It's not like he got to defend the run. He's seven foot, yeah. Run, so you. It was just kind of asking him to do a little bit too much. Now yeah. he got to protect the paint, and then now he got run out to the corner. Perimeter. And contest. Yeah. That's they were using his reputation, his defense reputation, like kind of holding out against the Loki. Yeah. I feel like the only thing that – reason why I got him at six is because his versatility, like, uh, lack of partner, like the perimeter, and his offensive game it is lackluster. Like I said, I know funny. Like I said, I said a lackluster. Yeah, I agree with that. We're going to top five? Yes, sir. Yeah. <sighs> five, I got Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Well, I got Cat at number five. One of the best offenses, offensive bigs and versatile offensive players. Offensive big. Shooter. Yeah, knockdown shooter. He could score from the paint. He could also facilitate. And Carl Towns, I feel like he probably had like a little bit of – Little bit of a down year, but I feel like this year, if he could carry this team and like lead this team, yeah, that's yeah. gonna be big for him. Yeah, and, and just bring it like bring it like a little more intensity uh on the like defensive side. Like he does he does still get his like I think you were saying earlier, he does, you know, he's still gonna block shots and shit, but you know, like impact, like impact wise on the defensive end, like I can still improve, but it's still overall here, Carl Towns, he's a top five center. Yeah. I also picked Carl Towns, and I just feel like he's so versatile. And like you said, although he had a down year, he is up for that challenge. And I feel like this year with everybody being together, Anthony Edwards on his second year, and like now the gears are finally starting to get going, I feel like he might be able to take that leadership role over again and and become like what they really need to push the Timberwolves to the next level to finally start winning for real. Yeah. His, His numbers at his age look pretty good too on paper. Uh, 23 and 12. Two all-star games. So. You got to see what you do in the playoffs. 
Number four, I got Bam out of bio. Same. Yeah, I got Bam. It was kind of a toss up between Bam and uh Cat. I won't like Yeah, I, I was back and forth with that. You could go either way on this, but I feel like I just value Bam's defense and his playmaking. Yeah. Same. Bam, his offensive game is probably good. He just needs to be like more aggressive because he wasn't that aggressive like in a postseason. So if he's more aggressive and he develops like some type of like a mid-range shot, he was going to like a little bit of a mid-range pull up. Yeah, he's average, he got average 20 with that. 20 plus. Because he averaged 19 last season. Yeah. I'm expecting him probably average probably around like 20. Actually, maybe you say the same. But Bam is yeah. like one of the best like maybe facilitators. Other than, or, like, he's, other than like the Jokic's. Yeah. He's like his free throws gonna be useful too for the heat. That's us. And that mid-range jumper and like that that area that he be working in. I like it. Yeah, because he could take bigs off the dribble and just get some right. or just pull up. So and play so make. He, he my number four. Top three. Now we get into the superstars. Yes, sir. Bam was y'all number four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Top three. Now we get into the superstars and I got AD. <laughs> yeah, I'll put AD at three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to play AD at three, especially because of like the late position change. It's hard, yeah. Like this, like shit. Like I wish, like and I can't, put him, I can't put him over the rain in MVP right. or uh, Joel and B just because like, I'm only playing AD at three because he had a bad year. It could change after the season, though. I feel like I'll try to take him over and be the other day. Yeah, yeah. Now that's respectable. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I'll put yeah. AD at three. But Jokic, I think he's number one for me. Yeah. Jokic is number one. Joel Embiid, number two for me. And Embiid, he could really be the number one center if he was more if he was more healthy. I agree as well. Because at one point, man, it was like neck and neck. And then as soon as Joel got injured last year. I feel like you could still make the case for Embiid being injured, but it's just the availability part that just takes over the top for me. Yep. Because Joel Embiid, he's the better, like, two-way player. But, like, Jokic, he's not a terrible defender, but... And B is like one of the best defenders in the league and just a dominant scorer. Like, you can't stop that nigga. And maybe when Ben Simmons gets traded, I could probably open up his game even more. Sure. He's definitely going to have the ball. Shit. But the big man position has really revitalized, especially from like five years ago when DeAndre Jordan was the five center and making all Roy Hibbert was an all star. Oh, fucking Roy Hibbert was all star. <laughs> Nigga, I really can't believe that era, bro. We really was it like in the era of the worst big man. <laughs> yeah, thank God that shit. Yeah, yeah, them niggas. Really up. Like, there was like a, there was a little ripple in time to where the big men were not caught up to the pace and the speed of the game and like the changes that were being made, where they, like how much threes were being attempted, and that little ripple right there left it for like. I remember, like, maybe, like, the last of that little ripple effect was, like, uh, I played with one where had, like, that off. Oh, yeah, Jalil for a year. Well, I mean, he's, like, the, the last yeah. of that uh, big man who hasn't been that to. Yeah, that's wicked, nigga. Nigga has zero points. That's crazy. Yeah, like, like, like zero points and zero rebounds. Yeah, like, and how many minutes? Yeah, nigga, like and like the whole game. Nah, or it might have been like two rebounds. Nah, B. Nah, I think it was zero. It was nothing. Uh, uh, it had to be zero. 
It has to be. He had like a turnover or some shit. <laughs> nigga was out there literally doing nothing. <laughs> and he'd be so close to the action. Nigga, you right there by the basket. You can't yeah. put your hands up. Nigga, like 7 2. Nah, two I can't imagine. imagine I was betting <laughs> on that nigga on FanDuel or some shit, God. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah. We all have to show up to his yeah. crib. He giving me my money back. Uh, so y'all want to get into the Eastern Conference standings? Yes, sir. Uh, that's kind of been on my mind for the past couple months. But I got my I got my official predictions. I'm ready to put my ballots in. Y'all want to start at 15? The worst team in the league. That I Obviously. Use. I think they're going to be the worst team, not only in the Eastern Conference, but in the league. Even though they might be a little bit fun to watch because they got a young players. The Orlando Magic. Yeah. <laughs> I got them at 15. They got a, a lot of young talent, but just not a lot of players that know how to win. And there's so much kind of like injured, injured players. Like Jonathan Isaac still being out. Markel Fultz. Jalen Suggs ain't going to turn the franchise around right away. When yeah. You, you still don't know how to Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba. And they just bad. They just don't got like a lot of players. <laughs> no, that's a fact. That is a fact. But they might be a little bit exciting to watch because they could be probably out and running, maybe just be competitive in some games that they shouldn't be in. Number 14. Uh, uh, I'll go with Detroit. Yeah, I went Detroit Pistons. At first, I had the Cavs, but I kind of flipped. Yeah, them. I was going to say, yeah. I'm going with the Cavs. Uh, I picked Detroit at 14. K could be good for them, but. Overall, I think, like I just don't think like overall the team they don't have like yeah. good enough roster because now you got other players that you could be relying on. Like you also got like Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart. That's solid players. But yeah, you, you still, still got to see with Killian Hayes. Yeah, you still got to see with Killian Hayes. Another players in like the wing rotation is Hamadou Diallo, uh, Josh Jackson, uh, Frank Jackson, uh, Saban Lee. So they just don't got like I said they just don't have as many like good players. If you look up and down their roster. Uh, yeah. Kelly Olenek was a good pickup for them as like the big spot, but he ain't gonna really change anything for them to be mm-hmm. winning games. I put the Cavs at fourteen because although they have like good individual players, like you said, Darius Garland is definitely gonna come up. Uh, Colin Sexton, Isaac Okoro, um, Evan Mobley, and uh, fucking I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen, yeah. Um. Although they do have good pieces, I just don't know how they're going to be able to fit it all together. And then especially on the offensive side, if you have to rely on Colin Sexton to score the bulk of your points, it's just not going to be a good season, in my opinion. So, I don't know about that. You think so? I mean, you also got... He averaged like 25 officially and had a couple of like good games, especially like you could just look at that one against the Nets. I agree, but if I feel like uh, yeah. Colin Sexton's uh, peak, Colin Sexton is if he's like the... The backup, if he's the Robin or somebody's Batman. All Thompson. right, so you're relying on Colin Sexton more or Jeremy Grant? Ooh. I feel like this was like, this is my thought process when I was going between these two teams. Yeah. And I feel like Colin Sexton could be like close game. He could fuck around, win you a couple more games that you probably shouldn't win. Or like, same thing. I think Darius Garland going to make a jump. So I feel like. Yeah, too. And Lori Markin, you never know. Uh, maybe you might be convincing me, but maybe I don't know. I gotta see sure, it. You could go either way. I'll, I won't be that. Yeah, and either way, these niggas is like at the bottom of the yeah. standards, but still, like I, I feel like the Cavaliers might fuck around just win like two more games just because Colin yeah. Sexton probably won all. I can, yeah, but I can I, see that. that. That's what I thought. I can't see that. Uh, all right. So the next team, 
Yeah, I had the Cavs. That was 13, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, so moving on to the number 12. And I feel like from like 12 and on, you can make a case that they're all like playing teams or playing like playoff teams. But my number 12 ended up being the Toronto Raptors. Me too. I wanted, yeah, to, yeah. I wanted to put them higher. Like I was kind of high on them, but like you can. a couple things. Uh, Pascal Siakam's also injured. He had like a torn labrum, so he might be. Oh, he's out for like a couple weeks. Remember, Chris Boucher. This is deep. Chris Boucher just got injured yesterday. It might yeah. be out for like three to four weeks. He earlier like his finger. So just off that, I don't. Is it friend? Oh no, no, he played. Never mind. I don't know how I, he might have I am in that team. And I feel like if things don't go well, like start off early, they could fuck around and tank, and uh, Pascal might fuck around and get traded. Like something like that could happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see some shit like that. Or and they don't got any bigs. There's yeah. no one on their team that's taller than six nine. <laughs> yeah, niggas are just some scrappy fours with a bunch of them threes. So that's why I picked uh, the Raptors at twelve. But I could feel like I could see a situation that they're playing team if everything goes right for them, because they still got good pieces. Like Fred Van Fleet probably like a twenty point scorer this year. Pascal could still give you like twenty a game. Uh, Gary Trank a score. If OJ and Obi is going to take another leap, he's one of the best defenders in the league. He's also grown as an offensive player. So there's a lot to watch. Also, Scotty Barnes. You got Goran Dragic, Malachi Flynn. So I feel like the Raptors going to be a team I'll definitely be watching this year. Yeah, that's true. Good or bad, because they got young pieces over there. Who's y'all 12? Oh, I had Toronto as well. well. I said uh, the Raptors as well. Number 11. I went with the Pacers. I went with the Hornets. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, I went to Indiana. Ah, that shows so like it's like they're gonna be healthy this year, which is like but like like I said earlier, East is like I like how the East looking, but I don't know. But Hornets, I could see uh I could see the Hornets at this record. Uh I like the Hornets. I think got a good team. They overachieved last year. Terry Rozier, who Gordon Hayward, who when he played, Lamelo turned turned the franchise and organization around, and just brought like a new aura to them. Uh, PJ Washington, Miles Bridges, good solid pieces. Mm-hmm. They also added Mason Plumley, but sheesh. <laughs> center spot for the Hornets is terrible. <laughs> yeah. like Mason Plumley, he is solid player, but like he's y'all starting center, and then after that, now you got to rely on Vernon Carey. Who he stopping? Absolutely. Kai no Jones, now you're relying on a rookie to play center and you're trying to win. You saw what happened with James Wiseman. Yeah. So PJ Washington had to play probably a lot of center, a lot more center than he probably wants to. That's for a nigga that's like six, seven. <laughs> hey, yo. So, unless they sign Bismack Biombo and that nigga makes his third, third <laughs> return to the Hornets. That's going to be a problem for them. And though they. Yeah. Mm. I could see them ended up uh, making it, but I'll just think the other teams just might be a little better. Yeah, I agree. And, like, some of these spots just could be, like, a two-game, like, a team's, like, two games better. So I feel like every game is kind of, like, going to end up being important when you look back on it at the end of the season because what if you didn't fuck around and, like, lose these two games? You could be a playing team or something like that. So it's going to be a fun season to watch. Hornets at 11. You can talk about the Pacers. Yeah, I both had the, Pacers, right? Yeah, nah. Yeah. Oh, you had the Pacers too, Kimball? Yeah, I got Indiana. Uh, 
Yeah. Like come come off of last year, like they have a nice they have a nice everybody's healthy basically. I think they could do pretty good. Like you come Miles Turner, see how he does this year and stuff. But uh Adam Summoner's out. Like is he didn't he uh tear something? Yeah, he's like Achilles. Now. And oh, he's not gonna be back at the start of season. Yeah. So that's why I kind of still had them like, you know, I don't know. Like I have them still in this like around like the playing spot because if healthy, I think they could have been. For me, they're uh, automatically in. Well, not automatically, but they're in that like eighth spot. Yeah, they made the play in last year. I think. I yeah. Think spot, and they weren't healthy. And I like some of the other guys they added too. Like they got they got uh, Chris Duarte. See like, he how he does and Karis Levert. Well, he's gonna do this year. Yeah, so. like a rookie veteran. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that ass. I think it's twenty four. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with Campbell. Uh, my number ten team ended up being the Washington Wizards. Yeah, they don't got like, yeah, Bradley. It's so much that he could do. Honestly, it's Bradley Bill, but I like the I like the pieces. Like I said before about the Wizards, they got like a lot of like solid. But like, um, also this nigga, I think uh, Reed, like something happened. I think he took like a time off, like mental health or something like that. Uh, I, I don't know. How, like, part how, of those uh, personal reasons. He was out yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. I saw something about like personal, like mental health, like issue or something like that, like like to deal with that. So, so I hope he comes back soon. Yeah, hopefully good. That's, that should be no joke. Cause they definitely gonna need him, but uh, they got like a lot of they got a lot of forwards. Uh, was it so? Kyle Kuzma is probably gonna end up getting a start. We'll see what happens tonight if he starts. We could probably get a little indication off that. Denny Abdija, I think he's back. Corey Kisper is another spot they added at the wing. And Spencer Dewey is coming off injury. We also got Daniel Gafford. I don't know when Thomas Bryan is coming back from injury, but damn, I'm just thinking about it. I could talk myself out of taking the paces. <laughs> I know. <ain't laughs> uh, 10. But I feel like Bradley Bill could probably just end up carrying the team. Yeah, I, that's that's what I'm expecting. Like him really like just going crazy with the numbers. Touch be and carry. For that super max soon, nigga. Yeah. He's not gonna play no games. But I could look. I just see a spot where the Wizards could be asked. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make the plan. Yeah. My number nine sure. team was the Pacers. My number nine team was the Knicks. I feel like they Kylie. No, I got the Hornets. Talk about the Pacers since you already talked about them real quick. But, uh, uh, Pacers probably could have arguably been higher for me, but it's just the injury factor with um, like TJ Warren being out. But I feel like they got a good, they got like basically the same team back. They added a better head coach, and they was it was ass last year. Well, they had an ass coach last year and still made the plan. So I feel like Rick Carlisle could possibly just do better, even better, and the team could just be like more bought in playing with a better coach. Uh, Karis Avery, I think he could possibly have another breakout season and hoop this year, potentially if he's mm-hmm. healthy. Sabonis, he hooped last year. He gave you like twenty-two, mm-hmm. yeah. like six assists a game, and double double. Miles Turner, I already said he was one of the uh, best defenders. I think, think he finished like top five defensive player of the year. Brogdon, you know you're gonna get out of him. So they just got a good ass squad. They also added, like I said, uh, the veteran uh, Chris Dorte. Damn, I'm trying to think who's off the bench. T.J. McConnell came back. Yeah, well, you already mentioned Michael Brogdon. I don't know who they back up big off the top of my head. Oh, uh, I got you right now. Uh, I know they got O'Shea Brissett, but I don't know if he. Oh, it's they got so they back up. Yeah, go good. Uh, 
Oh, Shea Brissett, uh, who is this right here? Isaiah Jackson, Dejan Giroux, Dem- uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, that's really it. <laughs> and, like, I guess if you want to include, uh, what's his name, Tory Craig? I guess I'm not really. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he could probably play the four. So I feel like Tory Craig yeah. is kind of a good spot for him. Good pickup. Add in, like, another defender. And he's coming off that. Uh, yeah. I think I'm coming having him at number nine. I think Garrett's a very about the hoop this year, I feel like. If he healthy. Yeah. And y'all heard he was in the uh, trade rumors for Ben. Trade, yeah, with the Sixers. Yeah, yeah. I'll keep yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. You know, Joe Embiid already, you know, he basically ain't goodbye to that. Nigga, oh, so no. with that. You like that? What? For the Sixers? Yeah. Uh, if that's the best Because they almost, yeah. I think they rejected like a broad new trade. Carousel Verde would be a good, good pickup for them. They'll have mm. to get more than Carousel Verde, though. Mm. Yeah. Like you probably also gotta give me TJ Warren or some shit, but I feel like maybe I want. Bro- I don't know who would you want more, Brogdon or Carisovert? Brogdon, I want Brogdon more. I feel like Carisovert better scorer, but Brogdon is like better. Is like more like a ball handler. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like, and I feel you. Like him and uh, MB could be nice together too. And if I'm giving up like a PG too, like type shit. Only thing is, I don't know how much I if you if Ben Simmons goes to the Pacers, you gotta retool more of that whole roster because you can't have Ben Simmons, Sabonis, and Miles turn on the court. You think so? You can't have that, bro. Because uh, Miles Turner, he can knock down the three, but he not like a nigga that like defense defense is still gonna let Miles Turner shoot and niggas gonna let Sabonis shoot because you basically just be on the yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Niggas already complaining with Joel and B taking up uh, this space. So bonus gonna do the same thing. Yeah, so they're gonna trade them niggas some lights out. Like, <laughs> so if I don't know about the goes to the Pacers, I feel like Sabonis is gonna have to go, but it won't. It'll have to be to thirteen because Philly doesn't need another big. Yeah. Again, off. Yeah, I do see this bonus one. But yeah, that's why. I, that's my number nine. Uh, you had the Hornets at number nine, Kimberly. You want to talk about? That? Yeah. I have. Yeah, I got the Hornets on number nine. Uh, like we was explaining before, like, I don't know. I'm, the big man part is kind of scary for me because I would honestly would have had them on number eight. But because uh, I, I think LaMelo was in for uh, – I think we'll see like an old DC. Not an old DC, but we're going to see like a really good season for LaMelo Ball. And I'm impressed with James Bernard as well. So, and Gordon Hare was still going to have a good season as well. All the other pieces they got. Kelly Bray was a good pickup for them. But like like you was mentioning earlier, like that big man spot, I don't, yeah, I don't know, but – it's the big man's I think they'll Gordon Hayward being healthy. Yeah, like mm. that nigga's bound to just hurt her finger in like two weeks, and now this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's a fact. Yeah. You do be having those type of injuries, but I like his toe. He done for yeah. the season, so like type shit like that. So but I personally really like this team. Like I don't know, and I and I'm kind of betting on Gordon Hayward to like kind of come in and be like solid. So. All right, so number nine, you had the Knicks, Jay. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> so I feel like four to nine. Throughout the offseason, they didn't really do, like, much. I feel like. That, you uh, think so? Well, nothing that would make me put them. You think they got better from last year? Mm. I think they did. What were their main uh, additions to the roster this year. Uh, Kemba Walker. They picked up Kemba and Evan Fournier. That's okay, so really it. But and like, low-key did address the, the issue of scoring. But as far as, like, 
And the, the main thing that they did, they got rid of Alfred Payton, bro. <laughs> I think it had to be the worst fucking starting guard I've seen in, like, the past 10 years. Yeah. He was starting. That's crazy. So just think about the upgrade from that. That nigga was a starting point guard mostly the whole season. So you're not going to have that nigga starting. That is true. But no, I feel like uh, I can see them squeezing in at the nine spot in the playing and being able to play themselves into the playoffs. That's where I see them next season, going into the season. All right, so let's go into number eight. Number eight, I had the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I got the Bulls in number eight as well. I got the Hornets. Uh, the reason why I had the Bulls because defense, they're going to have to uh, – they basically got, like, a whole new roster. So, like, chemistry and, like, continuity is probably going to play a factor. And also, Patrick Williams being injured and Kobe White being injured. And I don't know how much I believe in, like, their bench. And, like I said, defense. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. Like, but I still like – I, like, I feel like they could, like, still – if they on their shit, like, they could be even higher, honestly, in my opinion. Because I think this is still like is, I feel like the ceiling is higher. Probably at best, probably the fifth spot. Yeah, I was gonna say around yeah, fifth uh, would be like the highest I see them going. Like I like the like the team that they got together, but like you said, like the defense, like especially on like the big side, like, like I don't know. Yeah, right, almost every side. Uh, they, got solid, <laughs> they got a couple. Yeah, they got you know, Caruso, yeah, like, uh, Lonzo, yeah. Patrick Williams. But like I gotta oh, see yeah. what uh, Levine brings defensively. The Rosen doesn't really give you anything defensively. I want to see what and Vucevic too. So that's my thing with the Bulls. I got them at eight. Yeah, Bulls next. So I'm gonna save my take for you. You got the Hornets at eight, right? Yeah. So uh, for me, I just feel like the Hornets improved a lot, and um, just you think so. Scoring wise, yeah, I feel like on offense, like adding Kelly Oubre, that's a good uh, addition. I think it's like this. I think it's going to be his most like comfortable, like he's been or something like that entering the season. I, I think it's something like that. I can see it being the most comfortable he's been. Hopefully, you're not showing seven percent like he did last year. This time, <laughs> yeah, yeah nah, that was OD. Nigga didn't hit a three. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that shows OD, but um. I feel like he'll be able to not have a seat, like a start to the season like he did last year. He'll be able to knock down consistent shots and shit like that. I want to see where he fits in. That's another thing. I feel like he'll be able to play in transition very well with them. He'll be able to keep up the pace. I feel like he won't be able like a, a drag to the offense. Because all you really got to do is just get out and transition and run. Turn that head, nigga. The ball might be coming. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. And then having a super like or not superstar, but like a, a star in LaMelo, he's just I don't think he makes them better. Who LaMelo? No. Uh, uh Kelly Uber. Uh, I feel like with that skill set though, like not even that is just Kelly Uber, but like anybody, any any uh anybody with that skill set could come in and be successful in that type of offense. It's like just a grab and go type shit. We're not even doing too much. It's not like they really running a lot of sets on offense. So what else you got to say other than Kelly Oubre? Um, other than that, yeah, and then uh, just 
Uh, Melo second year, he's going to come back being more confident. I, be, I feel like he'll be able to elevate the offensive side of his game because although he was scoring, I feel like this year he'll be able to pick it up to maybe like 17, 18 points a game and he'll be able to, maybe even higher than 17 or 18. Yeah, honestly, I think he might hit 20. Yeah, he might be able to hit 20. Um, and just again, like you already know how much of a playmaker he is. He makes everybody yeah. on the court better. And his uh, rebound is crazy for a guard. He's always tracking the ball. So with all that put together, I feel like he should have a good season coming back, as well as Miles Bridges, as well as P.J. Tucker. I mean, not P.J. Tucker, P.J. Washington. And they got a nice young squad. They really do have a nice uh, young core. Yeah. So I can see. Things were looking nice last night. Yeah, exactly. So I can see the A.C. being, being pretty solid for the Hornets. All right, moving on to number seven. I had the Knicks. Uh, I got Philly. <laughs> I the, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I'll go on with the Knicks. Damn, you got Philly. I want to get your take on that. Uh, the Knicks at seven, I feel like that's a good spot for them. They made – was it a fourth spot? They, was, they got home court. Yeah, fourth. Yeah. They, they had a really good season, but I feel like – they're not going to surprise teams as much as they did last year because that's just how it is in the NBA. You're not going to surprise the team two years in a row. So they got better offensively. They probably took a little, little downgrade defensively, but they still got Tom Thibodeau as a as a coach. So I feel like their defense was probably still be good and one of the better defenses. And the Kemba edition and the Evan Fournier edition, I feel like you might be kind of underselling it because it just opens up like more like offensively for like Julius Randle and more of like court spacing yeah. for RJ Barrett. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that dynamic just opens up more for like offensively for the Knicks because we knew they could defend. And now you got what's it called? Niggas that could score. Like you could get the ball to Kemba Walker down the clutch, down the stretch of games. And Evan Fournier, he's been reliable. Like when he was on the Magic and Celtics, he was on it. So I feel like that was just good, good additions, and they relatively just kept kept everybody. But Reggie, and they got rid of and, uh, luggage. And off of penis, nigga said luggage. But uh, I got Philly at number seven. Like, I feel like Ben Simmons is like I don't know. This this is me. I feel like Ben Simmons is like I this, I don't see him playing for them like season so. I feel like his defense is really like a big part for the Sixers. Unless I'm bugging it. I don't know if y'all agree. And, like, I feel like... But I... I like, I feel like, like, looking at the roster, like, I don't... I mean, they not, like, they... I don't know, like... I don't know. You still got other defenders on these squad. Yeah, you... That's true. Matisse Heibel. But, uh, And that beat ain't no slouch, too. You can still anchor. Yeah. Yeah, I still see... Yeah, MB, yeah, he's... I don't know. I just feel like this, like... Just like up and down as like the whole roster. Like I don't feel them being like, you know, nothing like like as they was without Ben Simmons type shit. So you think they go and, so, and I you know what? So you think they go from number well, they was number one seed last year or this past year, right? Yeah. To the seventh spot? Without I don't know. I, like around I think they go around there, like that's that's my I feel like they're gonna be like around this like not they're not gonna go past seven, but they're gonna be around like from here to like five. I think for me, it was either like four or five for the Sixers. I'll talk about them more when I get something. Yeah. My number six spot, I had the Boston Celtics and Sekou Demboya just got traded to the Rockets for the second round pick. Yeah. 
Huh? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I had the Celtics at six. And Boston, I feel like they they could they could sneakily fuck around and be probably the fifth spot or make a case for the sports fourth mm-hmm. spot. Depending on like the progression of Jason Tatum, he can play at a possible MVP level. Jalen Brown gets better every year. Uh yeah. I like the addition of just bringing back Al Horford. So and uh Tom Lord is Robert Williams. He about to probably have a little breakout year could possibly start for them. Mm-hmm. Aaron Nesmith, uh, he could probably have a better bounce back or better second year. He, first he ended the did he end the season? He ended the season off pretty decently. I don't remember. Uh, Roman oh. Lambert had a game winner yesterday. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had to say uh Celtics at six also and I just Hopefully, Romeo Langford, we start to see some progression out of him. I don't think anything serious, but, like, hopefully he becomes more consistent. Yeah. I feel like the Celtics, they could be, like, a sneakily good defensive team. But, like, they got Schroeder, uh, Marcus Smart, Josh Richardson, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and just also, like, Al Horford and Robert Williams. So, I feel like they haven't been – I don't think last year – I forgot where they finished in defense, but – a couple of years ago, they was one of the best defensive teams. So I feel like they could fuck around and get up to that like top ten defense. And like I said, the additions of just Jason Tatum, young superstar, and I feel like he could possibly, like I said, insert his name in the MVP conversations. Possibly average around like twenty eight a game. Jalen Brown probably average like twenty five. Twenty something. Gets better yeah. every year. Shot creation gets better from Jalen Brown. Not a slug on defense. Yeah, so a six five pretty good for the Celtics. Could be high. Right. And Edmund Sumner just got traded. Oh wow. To where? Oh man. Uh he got traded to Brooklyn. Says oh. Edmund Sumner and a 2025 second round pick via Miami to Brooklyn. But that nigga okay. and Lonzo just got a bucket. <laughs> uh who was your number six? Oh uh you got a six. I got yeah, I just got this. I got the Knicks at six. Kind of New York, a little little New York bias in there. We don't know. No, y'all can't say nothing. I, I ain't hear nothing. <laughs> I ain't hear nothing. You know, we had a Kemba to hometown. You know, I, I feel that's a that's a good pickup for us at the point five spot too. Like that's a lot of scoring uh, added on. Like he was like he was saying before. Hey, I got about him, man. Yeah, we're and we also got we kept Derrick Rose, got rid of Alfred Payton. Uh, which I'm gonna call it. I'm expecting a I'm I'm expecting a solid year from Emmanuel quickly as well too. Like, I see him having like a good like. Providing like good scoring off the bench for us, but I don't see him doing. Up? You say what? You think the addition of Kemba got to take away from his minutes because the backup? Uh, be, yeah. Uh, D Rose too. So I want to see yeah. like, how much minutes. He, but I see him. Yeah, I see him. Yeah, I'll see him at the two like a lot more. Like, oh yeah, you probably really. Yeah, I was gonna say that he might do. He might play a lot of two. Like I see a lot of that, and like I just see him coming in at the like just like bursting, getting those bursts in, like just like lighting up type shit, like just doing what he does. And uh, I also like our draft picks as well. Like I like Miles McBride. Like I'm really, I'm really looking forward to him to see what he does. Like, like yeah, not not now. Yeah, I feel like in the future because like these niggas probably gonna see his year this year. So, and also like y'all know how I feel about be topping as well. Like coming up for somebody. So yeah, and don't sleep on Quinn Grimes as well. All those niggas, but I ain't here. Two niggas, you know. Mm-hmm. What? Mitchell- <laughs> I know RJ Bray and Julius. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was, I was not done. You know, Mitch Robinson, I don't know what's going on with him, though. Because, uh, they were saying that, like, something like his timetable might have got pushed back because something with his injury. But 
he's been looking way bigger. So I want to see how that's going to be with his game. I see Julius Randle, his, his last year was not a fluke, in my opinion. I think he still comes out and does what he does. Even though we added Kemba Walker and or whatnot, I think he still is going to be, you know, scoring, like, getting to his buckets or whatever and doing what he does. And R.J. Barrett, I'm expecting a solid year for him. You know, I don't, I'm not expecting nothing like OD from R.J. Barrett. I just expect him to just, like, do pretty, like, shoot, continue to, like, be better at his shot creation and just, like, knock down shots. You know, be like that score, an extra score and play defense, though. You got to step up defensively because last yeah. year Reggie Bullock was guarding the best perimeter players. Now it's gonna be him. Yeah, we gotta go for boxing. So you know, I'm excited for this year. Uh number five, I had the 76ers, and that's just off the strength of Joel Embiid, bro. That nigga gave you 29 and 11. Mm-hmm. He a, he a nightmare. <laughs> like you don't want to go up. He's just a mismatch for mostly every single team. Yeah. Like, it don't matter how big you are. You remember how he was at Andre Drummond, like, all the time, and now he is teammate and all this shit. John B just dominates, and he shot his best in the field, 51%. And like I said, maybe when Ben Simmons out of the way, it could possibly just open up the floor even more for him. And possibly whoever they get for Ben Simmons could probably add more on the offense end. Cause that's like, they're probably going to get, like, a – like a shot creator or something to add for the Sixers. So I still think the Sixers probably gonna be a top five team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have taken that more consideration. Oh. And Tyrese Maxey, he might have a little, bit, you know. Yeah, he could. Yeah, I, I, more opportunity. Yeah, I mean, he's a scorer, so you never know. And Tobias Harris is gonna give you twenty points, but like I said, I ain't all that on Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> So I got a boss in that five. Oh, like you yeah. explain it. Oh, oh, here you go. My fault. I got the Hawks at five. Oh. Um, I feel like Trey Young in that squad, they tough. But I was looking at the other teams. I don't know if they're better than everybody else. I'm the only person I can really, or only team I can really uh, give an argument for is the Sixers because I don't have the, uh, them over the Sixers yet. But, um, Everybody else, I feel like there's not really an argument, so I had to put them at five. But they are a really solid team. Like, I hate to admit it, but they're real. They're a real solid team. I'm not gonna lie. I got Boston at uh, five. I think uh, Tatum is about to have a crazy year this year. Like, I'm really, I feel like he's gonna have like an old DS year this year. And then you also adding on, like you was explaining earlier, like that was, I feel like Al Horford. Like, I, I wasn't always like a big ass Al Horford fan, but I, it's still a good pickup. At that big spot, and as well as like Robert Williams is gonna have a good year. I th- I believe he's gonna have a pretty good year this year. So, and also they, the, I think the, uh, getting Dennis Schroeder and uh, Marcus Smart too as well. Like, I feel like that's like that little duo there, like offensively for Dennis Schroeder and then defensively you bring it back Marcus Smart. I think that's just a good, like just good for the team. Don't forget Josh. And I think over, yeah, and, and yeah, and Josh Richardson as well. And Jalen Brown's gonna do what he does. So. I got uh, Boston in this uh, number five. I feel like the four through six is kind of like interchangeable. Kind of like three through six is kind of interchangeable. Yeah, I see that. Uh, my number four spot ended up being the Atlanta Hawks. I kind of wanted to get them to yeah, me too. three, but 
I don't know. I could possibly see a scenario at number three, but I feel like the Heat was probably like the safer pick at three. But the Hawks, they got Trey Young. I feel like he could fuck around and be yeah. MVP candidate. Yeah, hey, I'm about to say, I, I expect him to have like his best year this year. He's one of my sleeper picks, honestly, man. Because his numbers is already like MVP worthy type numbers, but if they could get the wins that they didn't have last year. And Nate, Nate McMillan is only there for like half the season. So I feel like you got to take that into factor. And yeah. they had like so much injuries in the beginning of the season with like Bogdanovich going down, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish being out. Uh, Oyeka Kongu was supposed to be losing time. But I feel like the Hawks overall is just deep as a team. Yeah. Like Jalen Johnson looked good in summer league, and I think he looked good uh, last night. I didn't get to watch as as yeah. Yeah, like a little Shreve Cooper, bomb that nigga. Yeah, off the alley, but like he's probably not even gonna get that much like rotation minutes because they have like so much other players you can go to. You can go to like Boo Williams, you can go to like Delon Wright, like Gallinari, you can go to like Kevin Herder. Just so much niggas that they got in the hall. So I feel like they just gonna be one of the best teams, and that's so much weapons for Trey. Yeah, facts, facts. That's what I look like. Yeah, I could see them being third, honestly. But yeah, I, I, I see him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I did have my four as well. I feel like I, I just really like third, but it kind of based off like the jump that I think the two wings and DeAndre Hunter yeah. and Cam Reddish made. If they could be healthy and consistent, they could be his top two. Especially Cam, because he's he's showing he's the like what he's showing like uh, what he could be like. Yeah, I mean, if he continues to do it, especially what he's building off from the playoffs and like. I think he had a pretty good game this uh did he, he played like that last night, right? I put someone I've seen his name in. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had like I ain't gonna say pretty good game, but he had some moments in there where you know he was showing like that defensive versatility where he has and stuff like that. So if he couldn't like build on to like what he was doing and like have momentum with it, like that could be a big use for them. Yeah, I agree. Who's y'all y'all went at four? No. Yeah, I had uh I had uh Hawks at four. I had the heat out for. Um, we were explaining them earlier, and then as you were talking about it more, just like that defensive lineup that you were talking about with the three guards and Kyle Lowry, that is a big addition right there. Uh, being able to resign, um, why are the names like popping up in my head right now? I'm looking at this thing. What's his name? Victor Oladipo. And just having all those, uh, those weapons. I just feel like you got to put him at number four, so put the Heat at four. Uh, I gave Heat the number three spot because – Yeah, I gave him the third spot as well. They're going to be one of the best defensive teams, like, on any given night. And Bam is only getting better. Jimmy Butler, you know you're going to get out of him. And Kyle Lowry, you yeah. know you're going to get out of him. Just, like, the IQ and the mentality and the dog mentality. You got both. You got you got dogs on that team. Also, P.J. Tucker, like I said before. <laughs> Even the ass players are like <laughs> defensively. Niggas got Marcus Garrett around their team. <laughs> also, that and now you also got like shooters around him. Like Tyler Hero, he but, could possibly make the yeah. jump this year. I think he, he had a big hoop. Yeah, yeah, he went off last night. Yeah, 26. So, if he could come off the bench as well. or whatever he does, just hoop and just score, that would be good for them. And they still got Duncan Robinson, one of the best. Yeah, Peter Tucker. So, too. Miami could be a team next year. Yeah, hey, hey, Caleb Martin. Yeah, they got nice. And I want to see what. uh. Your, well, I don't know how much you want to play, but I want to see what your seven I'm going to do. I don't give a fuck about that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because he was going like, the way he was going off like last year, what well, I was a shooting, so. But I don't know. I heard like a lot of talk about him. I don't see him really doing much. Well, making like an impactful role on the team. 
What's the oh, the Wayne that man? I think Miami about to be tough. Thanks. And then you know they got swept, so they had a long off season. They was well rested. Uh, after, they're probably well rested after having that shortest shortest off season in the bubble. And you don't have them back by two day asses out again. So. <laughs> I heard Jimmy Butler uh, saw that niggas was talking about Christmas. So, number t- top two teams. No, Who's your number nah. three, John? Oh, uh, the Sixers. Oh, the Sixers? Yeah. You a bold man. I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah, Andre Drummond, he was playing. Like, he looked good. I don't know if he'll be able to keep that up all season. I know it's just a preseason, but I feel like they might be able to do something. I don't know. I'm off the bench? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put my bull prediction in now. I'm going to say they, they stick around in the top three, top five most of the season. Well, they could probably possibly be top three, but I don't see them being better in the heat. Because too much question yeah. with the Joel Embiid and the – Ben Simmons, ben Simmons shit. shit, yeah. And also, as much as I'll say about the with uh, the Sixers, they are dwelling being injury away from a disaster. That is very true. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, because yeah, hey, say Ben prone. Simmons still holds out and Joel Embiid gets injured. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Now you really relying on Andre Drummond to be a starring big. And we saw how that gone <laughs> for the past couple of years. Yeah, Niggas that's is a doomed. fact. He lead the league in rebounds, but he play fucking taps because he can't make a damn shot. Nigga, do be playing taps. Top two teams. Number two, who y'all had? The Bucks. I had Milwaukee. I had the Bucks. And that's our number Oh, my God. I'm yes, so trying to get like a bucket. Self-explanatory. Yeah. The Bucks are defending yes, champs. The Nets, they got one of the most talented victories. Offensively, yeah. talented victories. Facts. And they have arguably the best player in the world. So I think that'll do it for the Eastern Conference standings. Y'all have any final takeaways? Um, uh, no, I'm excited uh, for this season. Uh, I remember, I think this episode, last episode, or maybe two episodes what? ago, you said that the Eastern Conference is closer than, than it really looks, and it is. It's hard to make this list. Yeah, yeah, it's it's real close. I'm not gonna lie. Damn, God! Shout out to the uh, Rockets legend, Sekou Ndoboya, just got waved. Damn, for real? Oh, damn. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, the and they playing tonight, right? Yeah. They Imagine this nigga in his warm ups. <laughs> nah, you just got yeah, that nigga. What pick was he? Ninth pick? Yeah, fucking bust. That's crazy. <laughs> I, nigga, the way he was, like, this nigga almost really went, like, higher. Now. That's crazy. I feel uh, like hope he, he could do that. He got drafted higher because Pascal Siakam. Shit, probably, yeah. Because they saw what Pascal Siakam, like, turned, like, how he, like, had a breakout year. And they saw that nigga. And they, like, kind of, like, similar and like, uh, yeah, and he was so young too. Like, he was like 18, yeah. I, think. I think he was the youngest player. Well, yeah, well, hopefully, he could do something in uh, Spain or something. Come back, sure. maybe the G League. Yeah, say that now. He's gonna be the next backup. Big. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But the East is gonna be something to watch. I'm not gonna hold y'all. Well, you know, speaking of the next, like, uh, I like what I see so far. 67 to 55, I have. Okay, Julius, 10 points, you know. We're going for the chip this year. Now. <laughs> uh, I thought you was talking about the... 
Talking what? about G League team, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold up, Kimball. Did you hear about uh, the shit with the overtime league? Nah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How they supposed to be up. playing high school players and shit? They supposed to play uh, Mikey's team, Mikey Williams, or like vertical academy. What? That's what I'm saying, bro. Like that was my same reaction. I was like, "Yo, what, nigga? Isn't Gene Montero on that team?" <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't understand. Like the whole, I don't get it. But I told you, yeah, like I think they're like one team. I'm about to, I'm about to send a tweet in the chat. Send us because like, I don't understand it. Like, are they gonna pay? Like, I, I don't. That's what it. I was saying, man. Like, that shit don't even make sense to me. And they wait, Kim, uh, did you hear about Donda Academy? Yeah, nigga, this nigga Connie, yo, these like they got like five star niggas, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the Blue Devils. I'm like, what the, the fuck, fuck is going, going on? on? I don't know. Like, they, they, really, they really just like the mainstreaming side. high school basketball. Like, that's really yeah, what amateur it is. sports. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I guess I was those telling getting a bag, but. Yeah, I, I feel like you can see this in everything. Oh, really? I was telling Rez that they warm ups gonna be ripped uh, Adidas shit, like, and they gonna be rocking Yeezys for every game and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah them niggas. Yeah, they gonna have like, all the exclusive shit. Like, all yeah, the nah, like, shit. I feel like this is his. This is the way of just like trying to introduce like uh, Yeezy like basketball sneakers. Probably <laughs> like just have them niggas like have that shit first or whatever. Well, shit is weird though. Like, I guess like everything like you can expect like shit that's nice and underground usually like blows up or whatever. So, I guess like the amateur like grassroots was you know, inevitably is gonna get there. The thing that I'm most confused about with the overtime league, how does like it's supposed to like uh, like how does this impact your stock at all? Like, yeah, because you're playing the same people you were playing before you signed the contract. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, like highway robbery for the players. Like you getting paid, so they're gonna be playing, playing high school niggas. players the whole time. Like. It's just confusing. And, I, and they all on the same team. Like, yeah, and it, why, yeah, I guess their practices yeah, are going to be tough. Like, they were throwing <laughs> millions at kids. Or not millions, but like uh, players were signing <laughs> million-dollar contracts. I guess it's good for the players because they're getting a pack. But like, if it's just me, like... I'm it's not it. worth it. Yeah. And a long time, it just doesn't seem like it's worth that at this moment in time. Maybe maybe for that bag. It's depending on what situation you in, really. Realistic. Yeah, but like, I'm looking at... All right. I'm just like, say you like a top player, like Gene Montero is projected to go like uh, in the yeah, first round. Like, yeah, like, but how is it supposed to like? What are we supposed to take from this that he's scoring? He's doing this against high school players. Well, I think the one thing that it was is that you're being taken away from high school, and I know they have a facility, like the overtime training thing, like they built the facility for the kids to go and train there and shit at all, like all day, every day type shit. They have 24 seven access. They have it on uh, overtime on YouTube, and it's just like. They give you an inside look on what they do, and they train every day, and it's like top tier training. But yeah, you can do all know. the fucking training in the game, but, yeah. but like, perform, facts. So, you, yeah. Don't don't need what I see. The players are not better competition. Yeah. Now you because on the college game, the, the it, it's a whole different. You see, shit. like the whole different, like it's a whole different level from like high school to college. Agree. So if these niggas going to the overtime league and still playing high school talent. Cause we could see, we could see like a whole lot of like McDonald's All Americans. They go to college and they still don't be as good. Yeah. So like I, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, how does this improve your stock? Like, how do I know how good this nigga is in like in game situations and shit? And another thing, even though uh, Gene Montero's a projected first round pick or whatever, a lot of the kids that they sign are like question marks still. Like, they do have notoriety, but they're not like like established NBA prospects yet. So I feel like if yeah, yeah. Like set you back a little bit. And if you have that type of notoriety to where an overtime elite is looking at you, then you could have that same notoriety to maybe transfer to like a Mount Bird or transfer to a, a IMG or somewhere where you can actually get better. Wait, so what? 
Yeah, I don't know. The only way I can see that, like, is like backwards. I don't get it. I thought it was supposed to be. Yeah. I see them getting better, like, just like, I guess, like, all the like, nice niggas are just fighting against each other, like, each and every day type shit. Like, yeah, that's what you got my guess, word for. It. Yeah, exactly. And that's probably <laughs> yeah, that's even better true. than what they're doing. That shit, boy, like, it, that's what I'm trying to make sense of this. You could just go to my word if you want to play against the best players, like, every single day. Facts. Yeah. yeah if that's fuck? the case, if you really want to leave high school that bad, go to the G League. What is overtime doing for you besides providing you with that bag? Because I think yeah, school- that's really like the only benefit that I'm thinking of is a bag. Unless it's like a pipeline to the G League, so I don't fucking know what this shit is. It you might, just go to you know what? Now, it might actually be a pipeline to the G League. Now that I think about it, wait, is uh Scoot Henderson signed with the G League, right? Yeah, yeah, he signed with them like this. Who was the first big prospect for overtime? I'm trying to think. Was it G? It was the. the- no, nah, it was those, like some twins. The twins, yeah, the twins. It was like, the twins, but before that, it's like some nigga had got a million dollar contract, and then they started signing niggas for five hundred thousand and three hundred thousand. I'm oh, trying to think. Nigga, but, I can't name you another player yeah. that's on the yeah. yeah, word. They got hella niggas. Thing. What yeah. is the what is the appeal that they're trying to like? What's the appeal of me watching? Why should I watch? They don't have no star. And, and I heard like I heard something like Drake or those niggas are like funding it or some shit. Like yeah, a bunch no, of like there's a lot of rappers and shit that are like. They they do fund it, but I'm just confused as to like, yeah, like the competition and like who, the development. I think I was talking to Reggie about this, and not even just the development aspect, but like just like the league or like whatever this is supposed to be overall. I thought it was supposed to be a league, but if it's not supposed, yeah, to be me a too. League, how are these guys getting a return on their investment? Because nobody's just blindly investing into something and not expecting a return. So how do these guys get their like? This is supposed to be providing some type of revenue. They're supposed to see some type of revenue. Like, where is it coming from? We got so much questions, but we yeah, don't this shit don't even like it's not. Yeah, no, no solution, no answers. It, yeah, but like they didn't even provide us with like a plan of like what's supposed to happen. They just told niggas it was going to be a league, and then all of a sudden y'all playing high school niggas. I'm confused. And now they playing each other. And like, yeah. Like, Next thing we know, these niggas going to be scrimmaging each other on camera. Yeah, I don't know, man. Fuck. Oh, that nigga, uh, they can clear up the questions and shit because yeah, they have to anything yeah. at this point. And uh, that nigga had to miss something got waved too. <laughs> Just want to throw that in there. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this. Shit. Yeah, I'm I'm on the fence. I feel like I was always on the fence with this shit. And like even more, like I feel like I'm just putting getting. Promoted. I just started. This, I started to see them shell out the bag, and I was like, okay, so if they got money, then this might be able to go somewhere. Because like a lot of those startup leagues, they don't go anywhere because they don't have a lot of money. But if they automatically shelling out million dollar contracts and half a million dollar contracts, they got to have some type of money. So I was confused as to like if it was supposed to be like an established league. How are they gonna? get 200 players on the fly, like, all that type of shit. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was, like, an actual league. Yeah. But, like, only thing that I'm really seeing right now is just the only benefit is money, which is, like, really good for, like, the kids and stuff. Especially, for the like, families, they, yeah. Yeah, for, like, the families, and especially, like, some of them might not even make it to, like, the highest level. Of yeah. Right. So, at least it's getting the money now while they can. It's good, but, like, Say if you like a top prospect or like niggas that has aspirations to get into the league, mm-hmm. how does that benefit? How does this overtime league supposed to benefit you? And that's the thing that they're kind of failing. Like, of course you'll be able to be, uh, play with uh, Mikey Williams and the one armed nigga. I forgot his name. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but um, those niggas like you'll be able to play on the same stage as them. But you could do that at any other school that plays nationally. Yeah. Like, you can, and I feel like one thing that kind of fucked them up was uh, the NCAA passing like the. Yeah. That, that yeah, 
Like, yeah, that's why I'm like, what the fuck? Like, so it's not even like you can't make money over here, but now they really can. And I don't know. I'm gonna say this now. I don't see this shit lasting in five years. I don't see it lasting either, especially like well, all these people invest in first, like like in the first round. After a couple of years of this shit being around and it's not making no return on investments, it's, it's gonna get wait. Shit. And can these niggas still go to college? That's what I was yeah, asking Reggie the car. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Like, is it worth really throwing away that eligibility? Because you need that. And if you're not in yeah. high school, because they was offering these kids like it was offering juniors and shit like. 17 year olds contracts. So if they not yeah, asleep, what are they doing? Up. The fuck? What they fit? Like you're betting on this. Yeah, it's too much. That's scary, bro. That's too much betting. Eligibility because now you shit like gambling. Anymore. You lose yeah, your high school. Gambling with yeah. Yeah, that's a big gamble. You got to be a top prospect to be able to take that type of gamble. Because even if it don't work, you'll be able to fall on your feet somewhere. Yeah. Uh, if you just an average Joe, or not even an average Joe, Blake. If you, if you're not even if you even like in the latter part of the top 50 and beyond, there's no point of you doing that shit. Not at all. Just take your ass to school. If, if you listen to this shit right now and you consider an overtime elite, take your ass to school. nigga. <laughs> Go play out at mid-major. Go take them uh, local sponsorships. Go straight to the car dealership. Pose with some cupcakes, nigga. Do not do not do it. That 500K sound delicious right now. I promise you it do. All right, wait, this do doesn't it. answer uh, our question, but it says if an overtime uh, elite athlete chooses not to pursue an NBA career, the league will pay them up to 100K to go to college tuition. But that doesn't answer. What? Gosh, nigga, just go to so then take the scholarship. Over, oh, all right. Players that participate in overtime elite will forfeit their eligibility to play in high school and college basketball if they join the league. <laughs> Yo, what these the niggas fuck? They said these niggas are for failure. Nigga, this has to be like a G League. This has to be a pipeline. This shit is weird. Like, yeah, nah, like you can't bet. The, the gamble is too much. Yeah. Like, this got to be some minor, minor league shit. <laughs> like, but what is the point if you just yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, that's Especially just weird. if you for for your college and your high school, like you can't so, yeah, like yeah, the high school, like, like, no. even if you like sign to the G League shit or not G League overtime, maybe you play like a game or two, like nah, fuck this. I want to go back to school. They say nah, you can't even go back to school. Like, nigga, is the money that worth it? This might end up like affecting like the players that's there now. Like, say if it doesn't go to according to plan like this year. And they yeah. can't go. You can't like. Oh, I'm about to just go back. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, you're oh done. my god, <laughs> you're done, buddy. <laughs> Yo, I need to get 17. So say 16, if you're like, like a junior and this shit doesn't go according to plan, you want to leave. You can't like. It's not. Like, There's no you can do. Yeah, senior year yeah. somewhere else, or you could like try and like go to a college or some shit. It's either you got to stick through that shit, or you just done for. It. Damn. This shit's cooked, yeah, <laughs> I'm out on this. Yeah, I nah. Know. I gotta see. Oh, Ooh, nah, yeah, they wildin'. I wonder how I'm thinking about the young niggas. Like, I'm gonna keep an eye on that. I wonder how that's gonna pan out. Doesn't sound good. Man. Do you see any of the signees on there? On that uh, shit? Uh, I could probably look it up. Yeah, I just want to see that real quick. And I want to see the amounts, if you can. I think it was like thirty players last time I checked. Thirty players is od. <laughs> I might be wrong. <laughs> I don't know how much players this is, but this ain't whole roster. Players. Dominic Barlow. He from Jersey. He is? Yeah. I feel like I heard of that name. Yeah. He from Jersey. He just played on the Rens last, like, literally, like, this summer. <laughs> the fuck? 
Can't go back there. <laughs> oh, yeah, nigga. That's crazy. Oh, they got some heads on here. They got uh, Bryce Griggs. He was going to play with Mikey, wasn't he? Yeah, he's he a top player. He's tough. He's a PG, but... Uh, Kimball, you ever heard of Devontae's Cobbs before? Oh, uh, yeah. He played with uh, LeBron. Yeah, Brian, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, there's a nigga in this shit named LeBron, and it's, it's a Filipino kid. It's the Fuck. Filipino kid. This shit is uh his name is LeBron Lopez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh let me see who else? Who else? Emmanuel Maldonado. You know who that is? Uh oh, he played uh, with Lamelo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, not Lamelo. Yeah, What's that nigga? Yeah, he played against him. Yeah, he uh, played with Julian Newman. Yeah. Uh G Montero. That's probably the yeah, the best player they got in here. Or, I'm not watching that shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, this is just not looking. I'll probably tune in to like probably the first time just to see what it's all about, but like it just doesn't appeal. What is OTE? It doesn't even show. Like, yeah, the, the page doesn't even come up. What the fuck? On professional website. Yeah, right. Like, come yeah. on. They probably don't even know. They probably still trying to figure <laughs> out what the hell they about to do. That's exactly what's happening. They selling yeah. tickets. Open yeah, this is like. They pay me. This really is really all about the. It's all about the bag. Really. Like this I feel like bad. niggas can't be that. Like you can't want money that bad. Opening weekend, they have their own arena in Atlanta. It says OTE Arena. Uh, three back-to-back games each day. Three overtime elite teams versus. Oh, they have three different teams of overtime elite. One okay, so why age groups? Right? Would it be like? Maybe, it would probably maybe, be yeah, I, I'm not sure. And wait. How are these high school teams allowed to play non-high school teams? Yes. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Was it like an exhibition or something? You're asking the wrong nigga this question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Not, they, uh, the three different overtime elite teams play uh, Vertical Academy, which has Mikey Williams, Calvary Christian, which has... Uh, that nigga just got smacked by some eighth grader. <laughs> Yo, I watched the game highlights today at work. That little nigga was cooking. That nigga was talking crazy. And he was, yeah, he was talking nigga. shit. And they making so much, yo, niggas really like, Bro, a, niggas really make so much excuses for this nigga. Nine white boy had 30. Some eighth grade, nigga had 30 pieces. And they be making so much excuses for Mikey Wills. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's all right. He got cooked. It's all right. Nigga, damn. Well, niggas, like, let the nigga get his shine. Like, niggas is not even trying to let the nigga right. get his shine. You a junior getting cooked by an eighth grader. That's, that's bad dope. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. Like, nigga, you get fired. Fuck. Niggas making excuses for the nigga. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I got one thing I gotta say. What? I'll print San Google be an all star in seven years. You think so? Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But you just tell some could be even this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way you look at it. Oh, yeah. I didn't think it'd be like a like awesome, like better Nurkish, maybe around the Nurkish level. Better. That's uh, a bonus. Also, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he could play me. Yeah, he could play me too. Yeah. I don't know where can. the fuck Dr. Phillips Ain't High School no, is. No type of postcard like that, nigga. Yeah, that is true. Uh, is there anything else y'all want to talk about? Anything more uh, overtime league? Anything about college y'all seen? Um, nah. Oh, do we talk about uh, Aiden? The contract? Oh, yeah. Uh, contract negotiation stall with DeAndre. <laughs> That's all you really needed, though. Yeah. yeah Niggas said they like, 
Yeah, they said. Yeah, niggas are reluctant and shit. I guess what they just want to wait for this nigga like another season to like see how this nigga do or some shit. I feel like honestly, they just trying to save money, which is smart for them. They just pay CP3 mm-hmm. that big ass bag. Yeah. They also got paid Mikel Bridges. And uh this nigga, what's that nigga they just signed? The point guard. What's his name? Uh a little ugly nigga. What's his name? Cameron Payne. The mole rack to say. You know, I was thinking about Ice Age. I forgot. I think like uh, what's the nigga? Sid? <laughs> I don't think about that nigga from Ice Age. Oh, from Ice Age? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so before we leave the episode and let my boy Jay take it away, if you guys are interested in joining the fantasy basketball league that we're starting, a three-man breakdown league, six more spots is left. So just DM me. And if you want to join and get that ass kicked, because I'm about to win this shit. you <laughs> <laughs> If you want to, if you want to finish in second place, be my guest. Hit me up. You got it though, Jazz. Take it away. Uh, first of all, if y'all made it this far, lemonade. <laughs> if y'all made it this far. Uh, we appreciate you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five star rate, rating, and review, please. Uh, Spotify, do the same. Stitcher, um, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we at we there. So yeah, just. We thank y'all for tuning in and this three-man breakdown we have been motherfucker. Yes, sir.